Uh, this is from the Friday show. Great yeah. show. Yeah. And Andrew was witty and very funny. Great. From Sunam. Yeah. Great energy. Highly hilarious anecdotes. My favorite was mittens and biscuits. Love your work, Andrew, from Rhonda. Here's Laura. Engaging at times, but nervousness thinly veiled with a barrage of expletives. Some relevant social commentary and a few laugh out loud moments, but otherwise a sad quagmire of self pity. <laughs> Laura Man, D. These fucking these uh these negative reviews are very perceptive as well. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we Hey guys, Mate. welcome to the Sure Thing podcast sponsored by Pfizer Vaccines. <laughs> Dude, wait a sec, I've fucked up. I've got to get the fucking, I've got to get my, ah. Oh. I've got to get a sheesh going as well. The coals yeah, are wait, on. We can't start because I need to get a headset so that I, you know, yeah, like I go, yeah, oh, yeah, I've got to hear yeah, you inside my head. Yeah, wait, I'll come back. yeah, it's all right. Hey listeners, welcome to the Sure Thing podcast. Today... We explore the investigation with Lucas Heiserberg, one of the biggest insider trading scams in 1974. We discuss with his families and we expose a hidden secret that maybe was missed by the police and the media. Coming up on the Sure Thing podcast, we deep dive into the, the transactional deceit that was to occur on June 1979. A team of investigators help us work through the evidence. We'll be right back after these ads. As a small business, you're always looking for ways to keep costs down. And the Australian Taxation Office is here to help. Your payment plan is a ball and chain around your neck and it just keeps getting heavier and heavier. GST, BAS, PAYG, yucky. Lucky for you, we have the answer. Log on to my.gov.au, click on the link and buy yourself a G-U-N. Put it to your head and pull the trigger. One click is all it takes. Hello, fuckhead. <sighs> oh my God, man. Yeah, man, I, it's not fucking... I'd hardly call it dogging them. Like, oh mate, you're unbelievable. Like, you act like what are you, the CEO of Toyota? I'm gonna log in and wait 15 minutes while you prepare. I'm like, what the fuck? Even the head of Rio Tinto doesn't do this to people. Yeah, but you do it. You've done it to me eight times. Well, you, yeah, but I, I, I need to keep <laughs> you in line. But I'm like, I'm sitting there, and you know how angry I am. I'm like, if you better be fucking Clive Palmer and give me a lot of money. You're adjusting your dick. <laughs> Getting noodles, getting your shisha ready. You're not yeah. Turkish. Why you fucking got a shisha? What nationality are you? Anthony Salome has given me the title of honorary lead. Dude, you're a long way from home. How do you end up uh, getting in that nationality? Like, you've never. How did you end up getting culturized into using shishas? Like, how'd that happen? I don't know, man. Um, I like I had one one time in Auckland, and then one day I was hanging out with uh, my buddy Alex, uh, Alex the Jew, and we. Uh, I was like, "Have you had a shish before?" 
And he said, no. I said, why don't we go Why don't we go buy one and make this like a seven-year habit? Yeah, man. I, I quit <laughs> smoking for a while and did them. And it is pretty cool. You feel powerful pumping out that am- amount of smoke out of the exhaust pipe. It's like good, You feel man. like, oh, I'm a big man. It's tasty. There's smoke everywhere. It's real tasty. But it always, um, it always is actually a boring night because when I reflect back every time I've been to a shisha restaurant, I realise the people talking at me were boring the fuck out of me. And I was mainly... Just uh, transfixed at how big a smoke bundle I could make. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. When I actually think, I was like, was he talking about banking the whole night? I think he was. This Lebanese guy was talking about <laughs> banking practice. I was just getting excited like a kid with a fucking bubble blower. Do you know? Going, bleh, bleh. Do you know when you blow bubbles? That's what shisha is. It's fucking blowing bubbles for adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I blew bubbles. It's nothing. Nothing happens in your lungs. You just get excited going like, I'm a big steam engine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a big boy. At talking about banking and then like a tractor. Well, that's why I, like going out to a shisha bar, I don't really understand. It's not like it doesn't seem very comfortable. It's, it's, like, it's like nice to have around the house, you know, but that's kind of where like it is. The old school smoke machines. And I remember we had a night out in Europe where there was one of those and you could put your lips around the pipe and inhale the smoke. And then you go in the middle of the dance floor and blow out like a dragon. That can't I be did that for, for maybe... That must be horrible for you, man. Oh, dude, I did it for about two hours. Fuck. Chicks <laughs> were loving it. Hours. But fuck, my, um, my lungs were in bad shape the next day. Hey. <laughs> I'd been wrapping my lips around the pipe and letting it go in like a fucking vacuum cleaner. And then it. Bl- that's fucking. That's a man, Shisha. <laughs> Wrap your yeah, lips around a fucking around smoke exhaust. machine. And then dance in the middle and go, I'm Puff the Magic Dragon. Just fucking... Rrr. The man shisha is you close the garage and you hook the hose up directly oh, to the exhaust. <laughs> Suicide just makes more and more sense every day. With every passing day, it's like, why wouldn't you hand in and ask for a refund? Like, just such a smart move <laughs> to go to God. It's like walking out of a movie. People go, yeah. why, why, why would you walk out of the movie? I'm like, well. So, so you've, but you've paid the money for it. It's like, yeah, but why waste the time now? If I've already wasted the money. I'm in parent trap number six. Yeah. I'm really not enjoying it about 10 minutes in. And they're like, well, you've got your popcorn. You might as well see it out. I'm like, I really don't think I need to see the end of uh, Avengers 37 where it's some, <laughs> some fucking ball on a string. I'm like, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go and see what's in the universe, in the ether. And float towards stars. What I did yesterday, right, is I uh, I, I filed a, a noise complaint early. Oh, what a pussy! I got a, no, no. Fuck, I hate you. Such a do-gooder neighbour, mate. I look. I, I, if it was, if it was like the third time, that's you know whatever. I can put up with that. Did we already spoken? The, what this you need is to do? This is the third time this week. You've got you've got to out. Sound them. I know, I know. It's a well, game. What I've, what you've I've got found. To get your, you've got to get your fucking air blower out at 6 a.m. and going, leaves won't clean up themselves, <laughs> Jesse, and blow the fuck. You've got to be in there with lawnmowers. You get a, you're working on a, a, a new motorbike engine. Well, unfortunately, rev- these cunts seem to keep the same schedule I do because they were up until 5 in the morning and they've just started up again and it's 3. Um, but what, what I, what I, what I did find you can do, you can build a thing called, uh, it's called like a, it's like a parabolic sound gun and you can aim 
it, you aim the noise uh, at like a really low frequency, and once it hits an object, then it makes it sound like the sound is coming from that object. So yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. I can point it like at their house and just have it playing steps five, six, seven, eight. My oh, boot scooting, baby. You but can like, transfer. Yeah, but just just them. They won't know where it's coming from. But man, Dude, I why like, don't you, why don't you just like um yeah I, I, I don't know what your the players or just walk around with uh, noise cancelling. On there, or you could you could put a bucket over your head. Well, <laughs> wander around the house with a bucket on your head. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Grow up to. Well, you know what you do? Like create like a Ned Kelly Kelly bucket. You can watch Netflix from that. You got earphones plugged in and just watch movies while they um they do meth and create a, a fucking army of children. They're probably they must be on meth. Well, and this you know, is, you know this is the, these are the neighbors. You know, these are the neighbors with that retarded kid who keeps like wandering around and coming up to the gate. Like, if I've got dogs here, like he comes up to the gate and just stares at the dogs and plays with his basketball in my driveway. Yeah, well, dude, you know what you're complaining about? Your social economic standing. You want to live in a five star, but you're no. But this you is the thing. Money. This is you're a, in a poor this, area. No, 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 no. This is a good. Everyone. You're in a campsite. No, you're this, rubbish. This you're is a, a good. Human. This is a good. This is a good street. They're the only ones on the street who oh, are Oh, dude, fucked. you lose your mind. You go, why are my neighbours trash? And I'm like, you're trash. You're living on an pa- uh, unpowered camping site wondering why people are urinating and yelling? Every fucking, every house on the street is, a, is like a million dollars plus. It's ridiculous. There's, but there's like eight of them renting this fucking place and they just have parties constantly. Man, like, dude, honestly, I would not give a fuck if it was the third time fourth time they had done this it is the third time this week man like it's incessant and it's like wow. i'm trying to hang out in my living room smoke my shisha play call oh, of duty and peace and you know what is the most annoying thing i'm gonna have to edit them out of this fucking podcast because i can hear them now i'm gonna have to edit them out of the background i want to hear the other i want to hear their side and going we've got this weird uh uni bomber guy that's smoking <laughs> shishas <laughs> yep yelling at us with his fucking i've never spoken dogs. to him I've never spoken. I call. I, I've put noise complaints in it. I've called the. I've called the non-emergency police hotline. That's all. I've. I've never spoken a word Dude, to. Dude, you have to. The only way you can win is take control of the whole situation. Because what you realize is they can probably only do eight hours. You need to control all twenty-four hours and break them. Of like, noise. You know what I mean? Maybe they're on meth for three days. You have to be operating and controlling all contact, so that when they're sleeping, you're in control of the noise. You're control of. You have to take ultimate dominance o- over the noise because at the moment they can maybe do it for 12 hours. You have to control all noise. You, may, you should rent out, you move out of there and just control and have speakers and sounds <laughs> operating. Do you know, with loudspeakers and prison sirens and just basically control all noise for a month. So they're in there, they party for two days, then you hear your system updates you, they're in bed now and you go put the prison sirens on. <laughs> We'll have the alarm on. Yeah. The alarm's off. A full air raid siren would be pretty cool. It's one of the great moves is leaving your alarm on. Yeah, you know, yeah. like someone's broken in and you can't turn it off. Well, this is the other thing is it's like they're not um, they're not adjacent to me. They're across the street. So they're like, to, in order to annoy them, I have to annoy the neighbours on both sides and the neighbours across the street on either side of them too. Have you done any, have you done any decoys? Because... You should definitely make these people think it's someone else. Like I you know. should call the police and say, "Hey, there's a domestic violence." I can hear yelling at one of the other houses. So when they look out, they see police coming to the the people across the road, and they think those are the fucks that have shafted me. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah. fingered me for this crime, and they start getting riff like uh, put them off the scent. 
Well, I don't know if they think it's me. So yesterday was the first time the police actually showed up. Like I, I've, uh, they make you, I called Queensland police and they're like, oh, you have to file, you have to go online and do the form, the form and there's a form you have to fill out. And I was like, yeah, but what happens if I filled out the form eight times and no one's come around? And they were like, oh, you just have to You keep- just say that. You just say immediately, I've done the form. I know, I know. They don't care. They're like, yeah, put another one through. It's prioritized sometimes. I was like, I understand there are other crimes. That's fine. I'm just saying, wait, what's the escalation? I was like, what if I call and I tell you, oh, that like the screaming is started. And they were like, oh, well, if, if like, if you've hit, if you hear screaming or fighting, like you have to call triple zero immediately. You have to call triple zero. Oh, well, this is it. So you end up, you end up desperate and just yelling. Nan's been raped! Or you just say something to try to get them I know, out. I know, that's the thing, is you have to call triple zero and go like, hey, uh, I think I think there's been a rape over at 23. I think, I'm sure it's a rape, it sounds like one. I, I don't know, it's either it's either a gardening rake or it was a sword. I saw him wielding a sword in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, are you sure it wasn't a rake? And you're like, I think there's a Maori with a sword <laughs> next door. <laughs> and then they come out with uh, like armed helicopters and dog squad. And that, then you know what the thing is? It, you end up up for hours as you file, you get accused for false, li- a false report. You, you end up in bed at three because you're taken into the, the local depot to give a witness statement. Well, yesterday my friend was like, well, they were like, it's eight o'clock. Like you can't be filing noise complaints at eight o'clock. I was like, no, it's not eight o'clock. It's fucking every day. That's, this is, it started read, months ago. Read the bylaws. Like you only have to in Perth. You only have to turn off your music at eleven. Yeah, that doesn't. I can that, fucking that, do whatever I want. That's not one here. That, that's a that's a myth here. We've got bylaws here, and um, there's normal consumption. Like you can use sound up to I think about eleven at night. So you can just turn it. You, know, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can play ACDC all day. Yeah, they don't have what that. What can here. they do? They don't have that here at all. It's uh, it, it's. See, you know what your question is? Why do you take priority? Because you want to live a sedentary life and they want to uh, rage, rage against the setting sun. And you think that because of the conservative culture of Australia that you should win? You should get on ACDC, get on the meth and rage and rage against the setting sun. Like why is your sedentary life where you want to get Uber Eats and watch uh, Marvel movies no no i'm not not taking marvel movies i'll take it i'll take everything why does that take priority to their need to stand on their roof howling at the moon pissing into their their own drain pipes like which one's living which one sees it sees the day is the motto it doesn't take priority but and, and obviously it hasn't because it hasn't stopped like despite my best efforts it hasn't stopped so i am gonna have to up the ante so the next move is gonna be bringing one of my pa speakers inside and just blasting steps at them that's gonna be the thing mate um, well i i feel and, you know because- i said you know i said to the operator on the phone i was like so okay so what like what kind of noise would bring you out and they were like well it's prioritized and i was like no 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 like if i started making noise how loud do you think I could get before someone definitely fucking came over? And she oh. was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, don't worry about Dude, it. Dude, you are so, you, you know what the thing is? That's exactly what you need to do, right? I will, and I will. Tonight it starts. Because Tonight the think, pain think begins. About it, think about it. You annoy them. You make it louder. And then you just make sure you ring up from your own house and they hear <laughs> yeah. your ACD and you go like, hey, um, just a lot of noise coming from my neighbours. <laughs> And it's actually your stereo system. And they go, fuck, we can hear it in the background. It's fucking quite brutal. And then you know they're coming. So you turn off all your equipment. And then they arrive and go, well, it doesn't seem that bad. And you're like, well, they've obviously turned it down. Yeah. But these pieces of shit, you heard it on the phone. 
that yelling and that suck a motherfucker out, but it's your own equipment. Like you just make, you become your own, become your own sound complaint. I know. You become your own I know. sound I, complaint. Well, I told you I did this last time, right? I had the, I had it set up in the garage. So it was blaring just fueled by Metallica on repeat. And then at 10 o'clock I turned it down and filed my own noise complaint. And that's what that was. That was the move. But you know, but so yesterday, right? You're watched- going to get evicted from your own house. And they're going to go, this cunt with the shisha just wouldn't stop playing dark music. You have another neighbor on the left and you will end up getting uh, evicted from yeah. your own house. Well, yesterday, uh, yesterday the police did show up at eight forty-four, right? And I, and that, they went across, and then they left. And to their credit, I think it's very funny, right? As soon as the police left, and they were like round the corner, they all started singing in unison as loud as they could, like they really fucking up the ante. Oh. But what I've been doing is I've been making my noise complaints more and more existential. Like I've started putting because in the notes where it's like, can you offer any more information? I'm like, I don't know whether the screaming is coming from across the road or within myself like i don't know will my oh, soul ever so be repaired to get a bit of humor in there yeah yeah until uh if, if someone pointed out that there's going to be a welfare check done how on me. good would it be how good would it be if they came for the sound complaint you freaked out and broke out your own back door and ran off like like because you, you do you know what i mean like you, you you might end up getting caught and you go well i did kill that person i killed that prostitute <laughs> i'm just saying like that could easily happen where you know what i mean you end up paranoid and they knock on your door. I, I'm just saying, imagine if they knocked on the neighbor's door and you see him break through the back fence and run off and you realise, oh my God, he was a serial killer. There was a sound complaint and he thought he had finally got raided. I'm just saying, like, just a, a, an idea. I'm hoping that if I do call uh, with, yeah, and, and say, look, I'm not sure. It, it sounded like a gunshot. I don't know what it could have been, but there's 40 of them there and someone's bleeding. I think they're ble- I'm not sure. Just, re- just real vague. I want them to get swatted, right? They show up and someone accidentally gets killed and then that's the move. Dude, I've, we've said on the pod before where my dad in London went into a house party in his pyjamas and going, keep it down, we got a baby. And they were like, they're like, grab yourself a beer, you crazy cat. Oh, I love what you're wearing. Why don't you have a smoke of the weed? Oh, in the pajamas, you're fucked. You're a character, son. You're a character. And he's going, he's got a baby. And they're like, you got a baby. Do you know that as if it's all deep dive character work? And he's like, my wife's down there. And they're like, fuck, I love this guy. guy He's an eccentric. He's an eccentric. And he eventually sat on the sofa and just left. (laughs) And they made a laughing stock of it. Look, I have exhausted all other avenues. So I think that, yeah, I'm just going to. The the problem is I haven't, what I haven't done uh, is is bring the speakers into the house. I've done the garage. I haven't brought them into the house and just aimed one out the window. this This is why I love, you can never have privilege. And I think we spoke on the other thing. Because the the rapper makes money, mm. the OnlyFans, some prostitutes, like a success overnight. So you can never really elevate. Because I went in Melbourne, we went to Rockpool, and it was just uh, rat shit people. Do you know what I mean? One of the laptops was overcooking. We put it in the fridge. <laughs> I was just like wearing thongs, yelling. I'm not even drunk. You know, I didn't brush my hair. <laughs> but I'm like, money does not naturally fall <laughs> to the best people. It's often, a, so um, what I'm saying is you can work your whole life and become a Queen's Council lawyer and still live next door to me. Who yeah. I'm willing to fucking put a smoke machine over your fence and pump it into your fucking, <laughs> into your laundry just for a laugh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, they, 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 they're like, and then I've actually got more money than you. And it happened when we were in the richer areas. There's some cunts that just rock up in trackies. 
Yeah. With hair, and you know, you can tell they're a drug dealer. Yeah. And like, no, everyone's angry because they're like, I went to uni, this guy shouldn't be here. And I'm like, dude, he's worth eight times your net worth. <laughs> Shut up and learn and listen to our saviour. This guy is the oracle. I also just want to point out, uh, like I said before, like, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't care about, about noise. Like, fucking... Ha, like have a party whatever that's cool it's just that it's three times a week like if it wasn't three times a week i wouldn't give a fuck but the fact that it's incessant that's the only reason that it's started to shit me is because it's like man like like every night i'm like <laughs> fucking again really so i yeah i uh fuck the fuck the police i will be i will be doing Do you know what the thing is it's never gonna get better and it was a bit like that when we we bought we bought our place in Sydney and it was like there was, we could hear immediately when, because you never, one of the annoying things when you buy a property is they don't let you do a sound check. They no. go, come in, come in on sat at, at nine o'clock when yeah. I know everyone's out. And then night one on a Monday, you hear, you can hear your neighbor taking a bath and you're yeah, like, yeah, you can yeah. hear him pour a glass of wine going like, oh, and you, when you hear your neighbor fart in the bath above, you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> And you can hear him walk, 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 tiptoe, toe. Oh, someone's getting a glass of milk. Someone's gone through for a little wee. And you can hear boom, 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 boom. And you're like, I just dropped fucking 800 grand. It wasn't even a nice place, but I'm like, to fucking, I can hear everything. I can hear the guy cutting fucking ham in his kitchen. I'm like, and it starts to make you suffocatingly angry. Yeah, yeah. We ended up, you know how we fixed it? I paid to get the internal cavity filled with soundproofing. The, the, the man, the managing agent of the, because they were lease property, you know what I mean? Like that fucking whatever, that shared title shit. What, what, I forget what it's called. Body corporate. Yeah, body corporate. Body corporate wouldn't let me do it. So I ended up just fucking doing it. I was like, what are you going to do? Come and pick it out, cunt. Like, so I got, them to, <laughs> I got them to pump soundproofing in there and then I paid the guys above. I had to f- strong arm them. They had wood floorboards. They were a gay couple. They eventually had to get oh, cheap cut. Wolfie. How do you know they were gay? Because I fucking heard him putting the condom <laughs> in the other one's dick. <laughs> so no soundproof. Okay, and then these, these fuckheads, I eventually had to pay them. They had rubber matting put down and carpets that I funded. I dropped about 20 grand to just get peace because your mental health spirals. A year in, when you can hear someone going, you can hear coming up. On 60 minutes, and you're like, ah! You've really flipped, man. You flipped before you were like, oh, live and let live, man. Like, they're just having a party. No, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about wild party people. I'm saying I can, I do know how having no uh, private space where you can just be in peace. Yes. Eventually grates you. It does eventually Initially you're on board. Yep. But then suddenly you end up... uh, you end up like raising your hand to your partner and you're like, I've hit it. I don't know what's happened. I just hit it. I hit my wife because of the sound noise. You know, eventually, I eventually like, oh, I threw a toaster through the window. I don't know what happened. Do you know, I love it so much, but it's just uh, coming up on 60 minutes and you can hear him pouring a wine. Another glass, Jeff. And you're like, ah, oh, you fucking, give me a fucking, ah, a snack and iron. Do you know what I mean? Like it breaks your mental health. Yeah, that yeah. fucking, it's basically water torture. It's, it's funny because downstairs, right, Dalton, um, Dalton has clear, clear view and he can hear the neighbors on the other side. And those ones are having constant 
domestic violence but it's it's, it's, it's not even domestic violence it's like just domestic spats i don't think they're together i think it's like a bunch of flatmates right but one of them yeah. one time i could i was out on the balcony and i could hear one of them screaming at the other one because one of them had like come past and been peeping on the girl in the in the bathroom oh my god <laughs> and so i'll get messages from dalton every now and then he'll be like are you hearing this and i'll go out and like put my head out the window and they're like you fucking ah! just like screaming at each other i'm like man how good's that for a tv show like you want um Australia's most toxic house and you just have cameras in there and they win a prize. So they're encouraged to be as bad as possible. You see him just peeping toms, someone kicks in the door and you're like, look what I've done. Look what Uncle Chop Chops made me do. And there's like punch holes in the wall because someone had parked him in. And you're like, well, we'll flash to Adelaide and see how we're going on there with the, the Chenny family. Or do you know what I mean? It's just so good. And you can have like the ultimate prize and they win. They end up winning and get a luxury place in one of the the elite suburbs. Oh yeah, that was so they they like congratulations, you've won an eight point one million dollar estate to harass everyone, and then th- that that's the final episode is watching a QC lawyer and Carl Sandlands poking his heads out his window, going, "Who's these cunts that have moved in?" And we're like, <laughs> "They're the winner of Australia's." <laughs> Uh, Australia's worst neighbour has won an eight million dollar house, and then they're in one of the prime. They're in Val Close. Man, that's it. It's yelling. like a house swap. That's what you need. Not wife swap. House swap. And you take Dude. some cunt in a caravan and you put him in uh, in Nedlands or that mint, the peppermint peppermint grove. Dude, they actually did that. I realised that was that Wog that show, but Bogan Wog or some shit. One of those shows where they were like, "Oh, good day. How are you going, Sheila? You remember they had a show." Fat pizza, whatever it's, uh, every wog show. Like, yes. Do you know all those various ones? What's it? Wog and a bar. Yeah. Re- yes, I remember. I remember when the wog show, Woggy Christmas, Wiggy Woggy Woo, Woggy Wiggy Wiggity Flam Flam, Rich Wog or Wog Millionaire yeah, or the Wogsters. Wog 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 One, the the Wog Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we use wog. Woggling free. <laughs> I love that we use wog with impunity just because the wogs embraced our slur. And then we're like, oh, well, they love it. They call themselves <laughs> wogs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, the N word was embraced in the US, but people were smart enough to realize, like, maybe don't use it. But I say it with impunity. Yeah, I, don't, it, I don't know if wog's quite the same, is it? <laughs> like, it doesn't it's really a have, fucking racial slur. Yeah, but does it have the, does it have the same sort of potency? <laughs> Dude, it has, it does. I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why it doesn't. Because you're willing to say wog, you're not willing to say the n-word. No, but you can't say it anywhere, anywhere else. What do you mean? It's a fucking, it's an offensive word. You won't even say the, well, you won't say the n-word on this podcast. Why would you say wog if it's so bad? Dude, wog is basically a slang for dark-skinned foreigner from the Middle East. I mean, it couldn't be worse. It's not, it's It's fucking Greeks and shit, man. Nah, dude. Australians have just tried to smooth it over. It's a bit of a laugh with the maid, having a bit of fun. It's fucking filthy. I'm saying to you, Australians are such dumb shits that we... The w word, it should be the W word. Do you think Nick Giannopoulos also has a trademark on the N word? Dude, how good would it be a white guy gets trademark on the N word? And then they can, can't say it. And it's like, that's the ultimate... So, yeah, and they're so like, the no, rap- no one can say it. The rappers are saying it and going, oh, pay up. And you're just a fat cat in a white suit. <laughs> pay and, they, up. and they're like, hang on, it's our, it's our nationality. Oh, it's our slang. And we're it's like, yeah. Na- but- it's our nationality. The N word. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Wolf's got the, he got the trademark. 
Yeah. So you got to pay up. I get richer and richer. Rise, my pretties. Uh, Kramer swears. Anyone does, I'm like, rise, rise. Let it flow. Let it flow. I'm getting bigger and bigger estate. Yeah. I can, you know what I mean? I'm the only one that can use it. Yeah. Affluence from ignorance, baby. I don't know, dude. Look, at the end of the day, I don't really say wog that much. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. I'd say it on the pod because it's all funny. Like you just try to push. Shit. I think it's. I think it's kind of fallen away as like a thing to to say. You know what I mean? No one's talking about. Dude, wog. I fucked up so bad because I think that's where I fucked up. Because yeah. in Melbourne they were sending judges out night three. I riffed something, and I was like, "Oh, cheese! I know everything about cheese." Uh, there's cheddar, parmesan, and then I went coon. And I went, <laughs> I went coon. Just joking. Holy shit. I can't believe I said that on stage in Melbourne. Coon. And <laughs> I said coon. And I, I was like, I'll oh, wave goodbyes to any nomination, man. I'm fucked. Man, how was Melbourne? How was your time? How was oh, the. Oh, fuck, it was a shit show, dude. <laughs> you sold out all of them, man. No, the only thing that saved me, like, was uh, Sure Thing is coming in. Just. Understanding how depraved it was. That'll Most be a of the fucking Melbourne people sl- fucked Man, me. that'll be a slur soon. Sure thing. A <laughs> fucking sure thing was in there. They were good, dude. People had people were getting photos. Someone had flown over from Sydney. It was their birthday party. Oh yeah, some fucking nerd. In tears. What what was what was the deal? What happened with that nerd? I felt so bad because he had, I had ten shows and then when I was arriving, I'd only sell twelve tickets. So I freaked out. Carl, Carl, the guy booking it, said, hey, you can get rid of your second shows on Friday, Saturday. And I was like, yeah, get rid of them immediately. Then night one, yeah. night one, the festival director comes in. I get an email two hours later going, hey, maybe you want to put on an extra two. Now, you need 10 shows to be nominated for Best Newcomer. So you had eight, so you had eight shows and you get this sort of cryptic message going like, hey, you should, maybe you should put another two shows on. You might be up for a fucking nomination. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, they love it. Melvin's changed. They're pivoting. They want like a, a, obnoxious, foul hot comedy. Finally, they've grown up. They love it. I'm ready, baby. So I put on these two shows that are fake shows. I basically just comp them out. Immediately bury them. I'm like, yep, Thursday, six o'clock, and then just comp the whole tickets to like El Duano and whatever. Who the fuck? But then I get fucking first one follows through, no problem. It wasn't on. Cancelled show, a yeah. fake show. Second show on Saturday, they go, hey, uh, six o'clock show, can we send some VIPs in from the Melbourne comedy? And I'm like, well, this can't happen. But wait, hold on, hold on. Why what, did you have tickets remaining to the show after that? That had sold no, up. No, no, but no. So I, I said, you can't come to that show. That show's cancelled as of no, now. It's over. You should know. You should have said it's fucking sold out. You can't. Yeah, know. it was sold out. Yes, right. And then uh, anyway, so I said, you got to, I'm, I'm cancelling that show. Don't wait, cancel. It's sold out. Um, because Your narrative ev- is horrible. Because on every night, I said that show was a celebration of my comedy. I was going to get family and friends just to come. It wasn't for money. No, and you, you fucking idiot. idiot. You know You're why I didn't worst. do it? All right, go on. You know why I didn't do it? Because every night, uh, the guy, the door guy would let people in and people would try to come in with their comps. So I'd get an extra 10 in over the COVID restricted numbers. So I wasn't willing to fucking have an empty room and have the festival director 
poke her nose in to see how it's going, which it happened most nights. No, no, no. See, there's no, no, no show see, No, no. This, you, you, this is a miscommunication with you and the door stuff. You should have said, when they said, hey, we want to send some VIPs, you go, that one is sold out. You cannot come in. And then you tell the door guy, don't you fucking dare let anyone poke their head into this room. And it's just you and <laughs> you on stage. So what, what I did instead, <laughs> what I did instead is I had, uh, I had a Sunday extra show. Which never sold. I put it up on Saturday. I got 12 in. Six of them were the festival fucking judges. The best <laughs> newcomer. And the other six were family friends. And I just basically bombed horribly. Oh. And I think, I think the later show was the same. Um, the Sunday late show was sucked. And a, a poor bastard had like flown in from Sydney to see it. And it was one of the worst stand-up shows. Wait, wait, wait. The sure thing guy, the guy, so the guy who got a, who was gifted tickets and a flight. It was his birthday. He broken down. He's crying. His he, birthday. Oh my God. It was his birthday present. He, he probably broke down in tears. I love you so much. They probably had sex immediately after. It was like one of the great moments. He's in tears going, I can't believe I'm finally going to see if that guy... <laughs> Is, is depraved as he, he acts and you know i want to see i want to see the red in his eyes we get, we're gonna meet satan i'm gonna meet satan in melbourne yeah and anyway so the shows were fucked dude and the thing was the best newcomer was stalled today they announced everyone on saturday sunday so i knew it all came down to six o'clock and it was all there and the worst thing was i got nervous and i i drank that day the oh. first time i've drunk in 60 days Oh no! And now I'm back sober, but so my you, you eight mile moment, you only yeah. get one opportunity. But to be honest, most of the shows sucked. I was in a shitty room. I got a lot of noise bleed. <laughs> people were losing their mind. I had a shit on male feminists. Uh, people were actually two two of the shows. When I go to sum up, if I was to sum up my show, what I think I'm saying is it's tough being white. <laughs> Two of the nights, it was dead silence to that. And I go, that's the end of the show, okay? That's the ironic end. I don't know why you don't get it here. That gets a fucking applause break in every other state, you fucking. I think it's so funny to have all these menial problems about divorce and money and then to say, look, effectively what I'm saying is I have no problem. How right? was that? What, a what, joke. what were the total sales? Oh, dude, I, I crushed it. I sold most nights. On word of mouth, I wasn't in the guide. People were you loving it. You weren't even in the guide. They was hyped for my show, man. People yeah. were loving it because I say, I say, look, and some nights I had issues. One night I had mic issue. Yeah. Other nights I had sweating, like the aircon wasn't on. I, I was had sweating sweat. issue. That's not a show issue. I had a sweating issue. It's not a fucking production Dude, I, one problem. One night, the Friday night, I had sweat running through my eyes. Yeah. That was when uh, management, some big management were in. So it looks like he can't be on the gala. He's wet. With sweat, it's yeah. There's other wet. reasons you can't be on the gala, but yeah. And then, and so anyway, did, wait, wait. Were you, did you, uh, despite the presence of management and other festival staff, did you continue to use the phrase "drop kicker downsy"? I I tried the Balinese accent. It worked twice, and then I failed. haven't heard your Balinese accent. What's the What's the bit with that in it? Oh, Mister Kevin. <laughs> You buy so many yo-yos. <laughs> I don't <laughs> You're very successful where you come from. <laughs> nice from Paris. <laughs> it's something like that. It's, it's someone in Bali. Oh, Mr. Kevin, you buy very... I'm not doing the accent right now. No, I can't do the full one. Why? You did it on stage for fucking eight nights. <laughs> nah, man, I always do a tweaked version of it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's never fully committed. But do you know what the thing was? Um, 
my shows went awful, but my showcases were good. Like mm. night one, I'd sold 12 tickets. Yes. And then I went to a pub crawl and like a cornered rat, I fucking crushed. I did every accent. I did whatever. I sold, I think I sold 23 tickets overnight. People were like, we got to see you. This guy's something special. Then they came to the show and it was uh, the same five jokes spread over an hour. They left very disappointed. They hated it, but I had their money. And then I could tell everyone, I'm kicking off. There's buzz around the show. It's another sellout. But basically, I would compact my show into seven minutes lure people in and then they would all leave like i'd committed fraud you've got you've got, you've got access to the reviews right like the private reviews. Or also during the during the show i never revealed how i lost the money i told them to mind their own business you sticky beaks not everything's for sale i said i fucking hate you i'm not giving you this the, the night that i had that susan proven and gideon i was yelling how if they just got me on the gala my <laughs> wife might might not have left me was how i ended the show I said, I, needed it. I said it was a pokey machine. I needed the gala, Susan. Like I was like, I don't know what I was doing, dude. Every night the show was different. No enjoyment. Fuck, I hate comedy. I'm like, if only my ex had let me do that one year after Comedy Zone, I would have quit comedy and come back to Perth and just lived in Netherlands <laughs> and not done this horse shit. It is such a sad <laughs> art. There's no money. Even Chenny's, uh, Chenny's selling out Town Hall. I felt no envy. I was like, you poor prick. You have to do 15 shows to these garbage human beings. Fuck, I feel sorry for you, man. Just record the first one and play it on a screen. You, like, you said they had, uh, you had like, what, four or five sure thingers in each night kind of thing. Mate, they were loving it. Some of these fuckheads <laughs> came to like eight shows. They came every night. Re really? You had repeat sure thing customers? Dude, there was one guy that came oh, to the fake show. What a Even though it was cancelled, just in case. That the Saturday fake show, he had bought tickets for the Saturday in the morning, Saturday at night, and he came along just in case I, it was a trick, a sure thing trick, and the show was still on. He came in to see the mutant. But you know what the big problem is? You cannot give them the comedy I want in Melbourne because there's people with cancel whistles everywhere. Well, like I mean, you could have. You could have, but the thing is that you, you're not as brave as you make out you are. You're actually a coward. So instead of leaning in like you should... And going, fuck it. Like, I'm going to perform to the 80% uh, of people who have shown up and want Dude, what I I've got to Dude, I fucking lent in, mate. I said some horrible shit up on the stage that was way over the line of what uh, people were doing in, in Melbourne. What, what, in was, what was the most over the line thing, do you think? I don't know, man. Talk, I, 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 I felt, I sounded like I was um, a misogynist, a pig. I, I, you know, I lent into everything I thought, dripping in sweat. I swore a lot. I, I just seemed like a repulsive human. My likability was very low on most shows. That's a big risk. And you know what I realised? You know what I realised in Melbourne? And we're talking about it with Amos Gill. Yeah. The problem with Melbourne is they don't want funny. They want fun. And that sums up the whole fucking place. They don't want funny come from pain and hurt. They want a fun person. That's, oh, it's Pete Hellier. He's a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's doing a silly face. And then I realized that the penny dropped when I thought of that. I'm like, everyone that made it. And I had, oh, dude, I had one. The Have You Been Paying Attention director came into my show with, with a, these gray head freaks, came in at the 20 minute mark on the Thursday. The one guy lasted one minute and then did the line, his fingers across his neck, he's not for me, and left. It was probably me yelling, cunt, cunt, hang yourself, cunt. He left immediately. The other woman, like, watching a car crash perversely watched me for another tent and then they left 
And that was my only opportunity to ever be on Channel 10. Had gone. In that moment. And then I was like, dude, there's no place for me there. Like, these people don't want me. And I'm like, I, I don't think I want to do it. I think I'd rather just get a desk job. <laughs> if you think about it, the podcast is sort of a desk job. Yeah, man, but I'm just like, I'm like, it didn't seem that fun. Like, I was wandering around and, and like, the Hi-Fi, which is the networking bar, because there wasn't um, music and it wasn't a party vibe there, you could see it truly for what it was, which was just networking. Yeah. And then out of control, power hungry, treating it like their Christmas staff party. I'm like, there's people doing karaoke, uh, pin the tail on the donkey. I'm like, there's a raffle. I'm like, what is this? This is a fucking international festival. And there's people doing lip syncing. I'm like, this is, in, this is ridiculous. I'm like, this is the sort of games you play when you're in a real estate agent and you're having your Christmas wind up at the bowls club. I'm like, they're going, ha ha, we're, we're doing bingo. They're doing bingo, dude. It's a fucking international <laughs> festival. They've got world-class acts there. They've got someone doing lip syncing. They've got pin the tail and donkey. Guess how many jelly beans are in the jar? I'm like, it's become such a joke, joke festival. The whole time I was imagining Patrice O'Neill and Tim Dillon on the gala. Every time I think of that, I lose my mind. Or them in hi-fi. Yeah. Just headbutting someone. <laughs> or, you know, like you imagine Tim Dillon and Patrice sitting around as Susan Proven does karaoke <laughs> for some fucking reason. Have you um? Can you can you pull up the page where it's got all the uh, reviews that people? Have- oh, dude, the reviews. I had four star from the guy that used to be at Herald Sun. He loved it. Well, hey, used to be. So you didn't get four stars from the Herald Sun. Did you? Did you get any uh, legitimate like publication reviews? The guy from Chortle came, but he didn't put it up because it would have been so bad. Wow. No, 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 that's not true. Steve Steve Bennett loves a fucking roast. He has a fucking great. No, time. no, the guy from um. It was Pat Horan. He he came along. Oh, he Steve wasn't reviewing me. Bother. He just came for a, a watch. Right, right, okay. I wonder if I... Dude, it... some of these, these were the best. This is how I fucked myself. I ended up comping people. Yeah. When I was flying over there, I had 12 ticket sales. I was like, well, I'm fucked. That's why I cancelled the show. I comped all these nights. But then these cheapskates that were paying like $5, I couldn't turn them off. So they were like rats in the rank. Every night had these scourge of people like... Folded arms. There was one woman, first night, I was like, anyone do drugs? And she was like, no, no, like angry. I'm like, well, you're fucking, what are you doing here? Like, how the fuck do you get to my show? At the end, she was like, making like sounds. She nodded off. When When I was talking about how my wife left me, I'm like, are you asleep? I'm like, you're fucking sleeping. I'm like, can you... I'm revealing my pain and you're fucking nodding off. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You got a free ticket. I don't know why you're here. And then, so then I get the reviews from these people and they were so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I want to say because you sent me a couple of the reviews and this is, these aren't reviews from, um, yeah, they're not from, from the age or from, uh, from newspapers. These are reviews from people who came to the show and then they get an opportunity to send a review and Wolfie gets to see the review in his own little back end. No, well, you're not meant to, but you're not meant to, but I begged the guy because he, they only normally put up positive ones and I go, mate, there got to be some bad ones. And he finally, I said, mate, I get off on this. So then he started sending me... We were laughing and I'm like, just the thought of someone that would come in, make, I, I swear during what, some of my shows, I heard someone making their own sandwich. 
I'm like, are you cooking mints down the back? I'm like, they're, they're cooking like a Polish person cooking mints. Listen to my show. Uh, when I input their names for comp tickets, it was like doing Boggle or Scrabble, like 19 letters. Chat Papi Toko is coming and is coming. And you could see them in the crowd. I'm like, is that a potato with a fucking he- a hat on? That doesn't look like a person. That looks like a 1980s computer. Yeah, w- monitor. Was this, uh, was this Nick sending you the reviews? No, 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 no. This isn't through the festival. This is through a special comp ticket thing. Oh, so this, this okay. is the first one I got. There we go. From Peter S. So, no, I got very funny, highly recommend the show on the same night from Neil. No, we fucked them. Next, next one. Peter S. He was mildly funny, but needs to realise every second word need not to be fuck or fucking. The two guys laughing in the front row were off-putting. <laughs> Even associate of the performer came out at the end and spoke to the two laughers and said something to the effect that they rarely pushed it tonight with the fake side-splitting laughter. I would not recommend his show, Peter S. And so this guy, he thought I was so unfunny that on the bus ride home, he concluded that it was a a, a heist, that I had fake actors in there that had overdone it, that I was paying people to get his $5 fucking ticket and I had actors who were reprimanded at the end. Come on, guys. He's funny, but he's not that funny. You're clapping. Like, there were people loving the show. He, Peter S., thought it was so bad that an associate pulled the laughers and said, ease back. You pushed it tonight with your fi- fake size splitting laughter. They like the show, dude. Do you know, do you know who the, uh, who the aso- who's his associate is? Dude, it was my sound tech. They assumed that the sound tech actually said... You fucked up, mate. You, 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 you. Look, you, we hired ev- you to do a job, right? And you're supposed to be professional actors and you've really hammed it up, all right? Can you imagine the cheapskate? He gets a free ticket. He's on the bus ride home, probably a four hour trip to get back to his fucking squalor. <laughs> and he concludes that my ideas are so bad that this was all a massive ruse and a trap <laughs> that I had hired other actors to sit around him and laugh at nonsensical ideas that nothing was funny. And that I would, for $5, for his fucking $5 as he ate a fucking peanut butter sandwich in my show, <laughs> would do that to net $13, like a homeless scam. Dude, and then this was another one. Great show. He really funny. He gave 120%. Then that was from Paul F. Chris G wrote, bleak, edgy, desperate comedy. Some great moments, but delivery style was very wearisome towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from the Friday show. Great yeah, show, yeah. and Andrew was witty and very funny. Great. From Sunam. Yeah. Great energy, highly hilarious anecdotes. My favorite was mittens and biscuits. Love your work, Andrew, from Rhonda. Here's Laura. Engaging at times, but nervousness, thinly veiled with a barrage of expletives. Some relevant social commentary and a few laugh out loud moments, but otherwise a sad quagmire of self pity. <laughs> Laura Man, D. These fucking these uh these negative reviews are very perceptive as well. They're not just like fuck him, didn't like it. They are like they're digging in, man. They're going, dude. They like it. And then this was the the final one, which was sort of up and down. It was Saturday. The show by Andrew was very energetic, and he had plenty of genuine laughs. He did seem to get lost at times, and some stories became disjointed. This may have been intentional. Really enjoyable and highly recommended. He liked it. He loved it. It was always meant to be disheveled, 
It's it's part of the my comedy, right? Yeah, it's your character. Your character that you live day in, day out. It's trying to be manic. So he was like, it might have been intentional. Yeah, no shit, dumb fuck. I, I want it to be, it's not meant to be fucking Nanette. It's not got a story arc. It's meant to just be a maniac, a berserker. Can you feel a berserker? Do you want to suck my dick, Berserker? <laughs> Do you know that from Clerks? Yeah. You and I are making, fuck, making berserker. fuck Berserker. <laughs> Do you want to suck my dick, Berserker? <laughs> That's what I like in comedy. <laughs> well, you make a fucking fuck. My love is a ticking time cock, Berserker. <laughs> That's what I do on stage. But anyway, so... The fucking so, hide on so these all cunts. So all in all, it was a really nice festival. You had a good time. Everyone Dude, look, I sold it. out, but the, the thing was, I only went there for the fucking silverware, man. I was fuming. They, they nominated, um, it, it was a fucking a mop with a scarf. I don't know who the fucking shows are. I'm like, great. But um, look, some were good. Some of the nominees were yeah. good, but I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's not for me. And I, I was pretty... I, I was pretty annoyed that they had toyed with me. I'm like, just don't come to the show. But the constant, constant interaction, like goading me into doing extra shows. Hey, we want some VIPs to come and see you. And I'm like, why? I well, yell, no, no. 80 I, times. See, this is, this is too much. Uh, I think you're ascribing too much malice. I think whatever they saw must have been so good. They were like, fucking shoo in. And then they came back and saw you later and were like, Oh no, shoo out. This is Well, yeah, this that's is the bad. thing. I think I think it was going well until the Sunday show, which was my own fault because I was committing fraud and I got caught out. Well, yeah, but you you committed the fraud badly, man. Like I said, you needed to like you needed to make it so no one could get in and the Dude, room was empty. Well, that's fine and I did that on Thursday. It was because they said we're going to squeeze them in. They're going to come duck it in. And, and it you should like, have been like, there's no fucking room. It, would be, it wouldn't be COVID safe. I'm not willing to do that. You can send them to one of these other shows. Dude, what she said to me, she said, look, this is your opportunity. They're not able to come to other shows. And you go, that's it fine. Was, that's fine. Oh, so You're going to so have what? to get someone I, else I then, to. I then I don't get nominated and I think, fuck, I wish I'd just put on another show that might have got no, me nominated. They no, they would have um, They would have found some time to poke their fucking head into another one, man. For well, sure. whatever, dude. At the end of the day, that's the reason I'm not going to do stand-up anymore. I wanted that prize. <laughs> you want, yeah, as you had everything riding on getting best newcomer. Dude, I love it because everyone broke down. Like the guy, my mate in, in Raw, he reacted quite badly. Uh, Rudy from Adelaide, and I think he, he had a breakdown. What do you and mean? He's About got what? Quite a, he's got a checkered pass from the Raw final. Like yeah. he didn't go through. And I think... Um, he was threatening to knife someone. So I'm like, he went, he went worse than me. I, at least I held my head up. Like, I was like, whatever. I don't wait, need threat, it. Wait, I, threatening to knife someone over what? Not winning raw, raw comedy. The, not the winning Mike raw. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. I, I told him, dude, I was like, dude, raw, the most you get from raw is uh, bookings and clubs. And I said, any uh, pro comic can get you that. If you're good, they'll yeah. just fucking say vouch for you and you can get booked anywhere. So I'm like, that Raw doesn't get you anything. Yeah. There's no point about it. Like, who cares? But you know what else gets you bookings and clubs? Threatening people with knives. So Oh, dude, and you know what the thing is? How is it how entitled you are? They sent everyone out. People liked it. I sold out most shows. Yeah. I made a profit. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, what did, you, what, did you, what did you net on the, on the fest? I don't know, man. It depends because I did I did about five spots a night. I probably made like seven grand. That's pretty good. 
But then I've got my flights, accommodation and shit to come on. Oh, so no. Yeah, there goes a grand. Yeah, and then also like um, nightly prostitutes, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like I owe 15 top. grand. Yeah, yeah, your per diems. Yeah, Wolfie's $800 a night per diem. Oh, mate, but the thing was... Um, Did you find yourself at the strip clubs again this time or was it something nah, else? No, the question was, was it fun? And the answer was probably not. I just found, like, it's not... You know how, like, I think in every movie, like, they'll do a documentary and it's like the comedy store and they're going, you, there, was an, there was a magic in the air. You knew something, something was being created. It was Kinnison, it was the greats. You could sense it. There was just an energy. There was a vibe. When I was in Melbourne, I felt absolutely nothing. Just white noise. And I was like, this is a non-eventful uh, big blip in comedy. I'm like, I hate being part of this era. I'm like, there's no magic in the air. It's very sed sedentary. It feels like I'm in a library. I'm like, I don't feel anything of notes being created here. I'm like, this sucks. If they made a documentary about this time, it would just be like fucking, it might as well be a world, world war documentary. It's like, there was no pop. There's no spice. I'm like, it doesn't feel like, wow, we knew at that point there was something fucking happening in the scene. It just felt like, wow, the scene's really petering out. I wonder if comedy will be around in five years. I wonder if, if people even go. They, and don't get me wrong, they're good comics. I'm just saying the overarching vibe is like, I wonder if comedy will still be done in Australia in eight years. Do you not think it's just because it's like a fucking shitty COVID festival with shitty restrictions? I mate, it might have been COVID, right? Because there was a flatness to it and it was, people really became purely about the business. Normally what it should be is you get drunk, you party, you lose your voice, you, you fuck up about eight of the 10 shows. Mm. Then the final night, you do such a great show that everyone forgives you. Yeah. That's what a comedy festival is to me. Night one's nervous, it's bad. You then have a breakdown, you end up on a bender for eight nights. Final night, they, they're about to ban you from the festival and you get 19 <laughs> applause breaks and then they're like, you've won the award, we love you. And, you know, and no lessons are learned. And then you're on the project and they go like, yeah, you are now the future of comedy. And then you're back on a bender and eventually it peters out and nothing comes of it. And the other thing is, dude, you track all these award winners and like they've, to be honest, I was like, well, I was going to say not, not many of them went on to things, but then I did check it and they all did go on to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Who went on to things? Well, like best newcomer noms normally have done something, except for Angus Gordon. Hopefully he listens to this. <laughs> he's won everything. He's won everything. And, and uh, he's like uh, him and Jack Juice for some reason have just slipped through the cracks. Him, man, fucking Angus is so funny as well. Dude, and, and they just won't touch him. And they've like, he's won every prize. I know. And he, he you know what he does for a job? And I think it's uh, mas masochism and just, he, he cleans toilets. He goes into offices overnight and rubs the skid marks off. And I think he's punishing himself because he's one of the greats. And he's just like, I should be a pro stand-up. So if I'm going to have to work, I'm going to make it the worst thing ever. <laughs> he just basically scrubs <laughs> skid marks off loose because they rejected him. He does... He's so fucking good, man. I've had, yeah, I've, I've I've seen him do so many solo shows and like worked with him on the on the Gold Coast so much. And he's just a, he's just such a crusher, dude. He's one of the great writers. Yeah. he's one of the best. But like, they just no place for him. And the problem is, it's like I was saying to everyone in the festival, Australian comedy is like a perishable item. Like you've got two years, otherwise it's like milk. They throw you in the bin. <laughs> Stuart Lee, 
if Stuart Lee's not famous within two years, they're like, he's gone. He's no good. We want this fresh one. Gigi John John. Yeah, but that the fun ha- but that hold on, that did happen to Stuart Lee though. Like that that was the trajectory of him. Like he fucking uh he he peaked out and then he troughed for for years. No, but the thing was he he initially blew up. Yes, that's he, right. He was famous. He had that same trajectory. He had he, Lee and Her- Her- Herring doing fucking great. Yeah, they had, yeah. Uh, this morning with uh, Richard, not Judy, and then uh, did a big a big tank. He did he did uh, Jerry Springer the musical. Um, that was that, one of the greats. No, everyone yeah, loved that. The, everyone did love it, and that was going to be fucking fantastic, right? But he had all but quit comedy at this point, and then and then the BBC uh, they got they got like thirty four thousand complaints or something stupid because there was some uh, there was some religious like fucking uh, through line in this, and they all complained yeah, about yeah. that. The the uh, the broadcast got sunk. They weren't able to use jerry springer the musical anywhere else ever again and he went and, and he was in a funk for like three years he did nothing yeah but that's in the uk i'm talking about australia i'm like you've got two year window you got to win raw you got to still have acne and then you're you immediately get all these opportunities if you fuck them you're gone 10 years later you're, you're the, one of the great comics and they're like oh no that's that pimply cunt that mm. bombed on raw he's done <laughs> he's finished man you know what i love so much is i did have a lot of tussles with the melbourne audiences Fuck, I fought them. Yeah. And I had, I had my new thing, like, you can't say anything on stage. Do you find that when you're doing comedy, you little weasel cunts, you're never up here. <laughs> but one of the things I did on two, of three of the nights was I threatened, because of the reactions weren't good enough, that I said every night I get someone to close the show. It's five minutes. So I said, I'll be monitoring and watching your reaction. And, sir, you're a front runner right now to have to fucking close this all up. And I said, I know you didn't like that joke, but I bet you fucking you use it when you're up here finishing the show, you fucking grub. And, and, and the fear, you could hear their asses clench up. And I'm like, I'm not fucking joking. You're locked in a room with a psychopath and I don't finish the show. One of you does. The one that I hate the most can fucking fix this. And it was good, man. They were so scared. And then I would get later on a, a bad laugh and I go, I saw that. You're, you're, you've just volunteered to fix this, fuckhead. And it was, what a moment. I love this antagonist with the, the crowd. And I had another woman that gasped at one of my bits. Which and bit? Then I, What'd she gasp? Oh, oh, and I was like, dude, you sound like a fucking toddler. You manage probably 50 people at H&R Block. And you're visually reacting to words. I'm like, yeah. What was the bit? What was the, the bit? Fuck up, Karen. What was the I'm bit? like, I'm like, you pathetic woman. Ah! What was the like bit? A, like a kid that stubbed its toe. I'm like, have some fucking what pride. Was the bit? I think it was the. Um, I think it's just that bit about. Um, I I say about God, you know, about life, eating life, and then I've got a bit about. Um, I just saying. I think I, I think it's I think it was a bit where I, I said there's no stairway to heaven. There's no no it's a stairway to heaven. There's no yeah. ramp or wheelchair access. God <laughs> doesn't want any faulty returns. <laughs> God doesn't want any of his faulty returns. I'm like they've been sent down here. They're God's clowns for our music. <laughs> That's real funny. She hated it. Yeah. But I'm like was I see another comp ticket. Oh dude, comp tickets, you could see them. They were like like I said. All of them look like a potato with a hat on, like, or like a 1980s monitor. I'm like, is that a human being or is it a fucking desktop display? It doesn't look like a person. And they sat there with their hands folded going, we hate you. And I'm like, yeah, 
Because my show's about you and the fact that I might kill one of you in time. I'll drown one of you or kill one of you type of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's what they needed to understand. Like, when I'm yelling angrily, I'm like, I will hit someone like you in my with my vehicle at some point. Like, I hate you. I wish you hadn't done the comp tickets, man. I really wish you had gone for, like, $40 tickets and just not let anyone else in. Dude, you know what I fucked up as well? The shows at 7 went so bad. Yeah. Once I hit Thursday, 9.30, it was popping. Yeah. It was all good. That's your But audience. the thing was, compared to the heathens in Perth, do you know, like, so everyone, like, Corey, they, there's a guy in Perth that's blowing up thinking everything's a conspiracy. And he's like, well, it's fucking, it's a crime against comedy. You weren't nominated. I'm like, dude, the, the, the reaction I get in Melbourne compared to Perth is massively different. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, these yeah. shows were way worse than anything I've ever had for at least five years. I'm like, this is shit. I'm like, these were like six out of 10. Even the best show was maybe seven. Whereas in Perth, you're around eight, nine. No, no, for my standards, relative to another comic, it's all about five. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, not pumping, I'm not pumping nines. I'm saying like on a world standard, I'm a, the best I can do is about a six. You, you've got to really focus on your niche, man. You've got to make it impossible for other people to get in. That's the fucking, that's the key. Next week, we explore the transactional damage that the transaction has caused on the Sure Thing podcast. A hidden piece has come to the puzzle. A secret benefactor that was not to be mentioned during the court case has contacted us while listening to the Sure Thing pod. It puts a very devious spin on Lucas's true nature and the fact that he was conniving long before the great heist. Coming up on the Sure Thing, we investigate the transactional data hidden behind the Lucas Falaban insider trading scheme. Sponsored by Mitsubishi, we get down to the business of a really boring, over-edited podcast. The new Mitsubishi ASX LS. During the Second World War, Mitsubishi manufactured military aircraft under the direction of Dr. Jiro Horikoshi, utilizing forced labor including prisoners of war and Chinese citizens. Flown by Imperial Japanese Navy pilots, these are the same aircraft that were used in kamikaze attacks across the Pacific theater between 1942 and 1945. Mitsubishi was also involved in China's opium trade during this period. The new Mitsubishi ASX LS from just $29.90 drive away. Dude, I just, um, I just don't care. Like for the amount of work I had to do to yield about five grand, I'm like, it's not worth it. That's 10 yeah, nights. You really didn't, you really didn't do that much work though either. That's the thing. That's the other thing is you kind of been like, you've been bamboozled uh by by your trading you know where you're like oh move some numbers around and now i've got 30 grand this month yeah <laughs> dude i'm like i made um i made eight grand just on my trading account while i was there <laughs> so i'm like what's the point of this shit job do you know what i mean i'm like i'm uh, everyone's losing their mind oh he's got the gala i'm like you can make a hundred grand in a month on trades and you don't even have to fucking talk to anyone so i'm like not not clients like your own money so i'm like what is the point in having to be a comedian yeah it's annoying the, comparing the uh comparing the amount of work and the number of hours i had to do with the uh, amount of money or profit that gc last festival netted is uh, is uh, very upsetting 
Dude, it's, it sucks. Like, all you really did, uh, you just wanted to win favour with the cool kid so that Nick Cody would sit in your convertible. That's and right. You could, go and get, you could go get Mexican with Jen Fricker. Like, that's all you wanted. Yeah, I know. You wanted Slossy like, oh, to know hard. your name and go, oh, there's Josh. That, that's that autistic boy that loses money every year on that shit festival. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Sloss was so fucking good, dude. Sloss crushed so fucking hard at his show. Like, it was it was unbelievable. Like, before, we, we were, it was four minutes in and the crowd was just, it was just nonstop clapping. Like, it was, it was crazy. Dude, he's got, the best part is, he's got his own demographic and none of them are the type that the Melbourne Comedy Festival elicit. Like, yeah. the, the, the type of crowd that they've created in their bubble. It, it's like what I was saying to everyone. I'm like, I don't know why everyone's so stuck up here because when you watch the footy on TV, everyone's just a convict in a scarf eating pies. I'm like, I don't understand why Melbourne seems to try act more sophisticated than Sydney. I'm like, these are garbage human beings. I can see it. It's because there's a little pocket. Is it some, is it some urban sort of reaction to that where they're like, uh, you know, like, like you go, oh, out of suburbs, they're all kind of fucked and they're all uh, like voting for the wrong people. Dude, a lot of those comics in Melbourne couldn't perform more than 10Ks out of a CBD anywhere. They would be beaten. Yeah. And the thing was, I find that so much of the PC, their PC is white privilege. It's sort of, and I was trying to do it on stage as a bit. This is how bad my show was going. I was trying to write new bits in the show. <laughs> and I was saying it's like how they had that court, you know, in the royal court. And you'd come in and you had to bow and curtsy and wear silk scarves. But because you had been plowing the fields all day, they're like, he's disgusting. He didn't even curtsy when he came in. I'm like, I've never fucking been in this area. I'm like, most of these words and these things you're saying, all I do is fucking dig holes, man. I'm actually a nice guy. But they go, oh, my God, the pig's not got silk, uh, silk gloves on. He's come out off the field. He didn't curtsy on entry into the high court. That's PC culture. And you're like... I would have curtsied, but I've been whipped all day fucking digging holes for you guys to get your food. I didn't know. I didn't know all your rules. I'll curtsy. I'll curtsy. Because I feel like they all will do it, but then they get shamed. Did you see him in the high court, in the court? In, what's it called? The court? Was it the court where the dignitaries? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, court. Yeah, well, the bit didn't work, so it didn't even work with you then. No, well, I was I I get it. I get what you're going for. It's just there's no pu- sort of punchlines or anything interesting about yeah, it. Yeah, there's no punchline, but the idea is the fact that um, it's these lofty, elevated. Uh, it comes from the ability to sort of indulge yourself and think of etiquette. Oh, you must do this, must do that. Most people are just trying to get food. Yeah, like they don't get the chance to indulge in social nice uh, pleasantries. They're no. just like, my kid died starved last night because we ran out of potatoes yeah and they're like why didn't you bow when you came to the funeral home and you're like i didn't know <laughs> i all i know is i've got a dead kid on my hands <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know it's there's something there but that, that's that's probably good. that's probably the night i did the coon cheese bit i did that bit <laughs> they were not good i said you got to know your cheeses and drop i don't know why i said coon what was the uh, what's the name of the guy who was flowing out by his um uh, misguided girlfriend i I don't know, man, but you know what you the other thing You don't know. Hold on, hold on, because I was going to say, did you at least, like, chat to him after the show and, like, make him feel Dude, a little special? Dude, I spoke special? to him and I said, because I was always sweaty after, so I didn't want photos or anyone near me. <laughs> so, wait, wait, all- he wanted to get a photo as well? 
No, I don't think he wanted a photo, but I comped him. I said, dude, you can have free tickets for life. You shouldn't be paying for this garbage. Just uh, email me. You can. You never pay for a show. Don't ever pay for a show. These shows suck. I said, I feel bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, seriously, with any show I'm on, just email me and I'll let you all in for free. Like, this shit is horrible. If you subscribe to the Patreon, we will give you free tickets to any of Wolfie's uh, live shows. Dude. People can come in free no matter what. No, I've no. Been comp- uh, we, I've comped to fucking uh, Russians. No. <laughs> I'd rather have sure thingers in. I'm giving it to a, pot- a potato and a scarf. I'm like, fuck, why wouldn't I comp it to someone that listens to this shit? It's got to be better. But also, I won't be doing comedy much longer because it, now that they didn't give me that prize, I'm going to have a tantrum and quit. Like you do. Well, like you, a spoiled no. sport, they go, why did he quit? And I go, you didn't fucking give me best newcomer nominee, so now I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and you, I'm quitting comedy. Can you and just I'm going to go work on the mind. Can you just pick a fucking date and come to the Gold Coast, please, and we'll have a nice time? Dude, Gold Coast sucks. The <laughs> idea of going there. <laughs> mate, Gold Coast loves you. It's one of the few places that you actually can come and do well. Yeah, man, the only that I realised, Perth, Sydney, Gold Coast... Anywhere, uh, only Melbourne with that pocket. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, all lies, because I did the pub crawl, when I did it with working class Melbourne, mm. 23 tickets sold overnight. Yeah. Love me. But the little bubble, that bubble of freaks, circus freaks in the middle of the Melbourne CBD, that little pocket, big problems for me. And, <laughs> and they're also trying to cancel me the whole time. So you've got see, to like see, kind okay, of see, see, your problem is like, you, you need to have more stringent criteria. You need to be vetting, like going through the names of people who have purchased tickets. And if you think they look kind of suspicious, like the, their name may be foreign or like it's, they're, they're called Madison or anything like that, you need to call them up and be like, why Why are you coming to this show? And she'll go, who's this? And you go, it's it's Andrew. I'm the, I'm the comedian. And she'll go, oh, dude, why that- are you calling me at work? And you go, I want to know why you're coming to this fucking show. She's like, oh, I just saw it on the on the guide. And you're like, you're not coming. Your tickets are cancelled. Fucking Dude, stay home. That actually happened on the, the Thursday because I had sold out and I had these, I had too many promo tickets sold. So I rang the guy and said, look, cancel, cancel eight of these. Fuck them off. And he goes, well, how are we going to do that? He goes, on what basis? And I'm like, well. On, on foreign sounding names. I <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of the foreign sounding ones. No, but you know what the thing is? He wouldn't do it. I wasn't able to say that. That's a joke. I just said, I don't know how you'd work it out. But the one with 19 letters, maybe, no, let them in. I don't know. Whatever you want to hear, cunts. I, I don't know. But cha 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 blue la la. Yeah, let them in. I don't want to be racist. But what I ended up doing is lying. Yeah. I rang the festival and said, these eight are cancelled. So then I had a I was I had a COVID unsafe show packed. That was the night I was dripping in sweat because the room was heaving. There were people standing in the back. I had oversold the room. It was one of the greats. And <laughs> Did that one go real, well? The show popped, but it was like I it was uh I could have been arrested because there were there were COVID police around. They could have caught like I oversold the room by about fifteen. Did you have um? Did you have these like pockets of people who were really into the show, and then other pockets that were just not on board at all? Like you're playing to two different. Dude, I yeah, I had I I could always find for the first four shows, I was attacking the promo ticks, which was the free ticks. I spent most of the show going, I can see you. Why did you come here? Get the fuck out. Like, I hate you. I fucked up. I had anxiety when I flew over. 
Turns out I could have sold these tickets. I don't need you cunts. Get out. But um, by the end... By the end, I had no promos left. So I had proper shows and they started going so well Yeah. when there were actually no comp tickets. Like the final... Well, see, this is, this is, there's, no, so there's no problem. The only problem that you've had is that you created sort of a, like an unwinnable situation for yourself and now you're angry about it because it's tainted the experience, which would have otherwise been quite pleasant. Well, if I had just believed in myself, I might have got Best Newcomer because the judges would have been overruled by people that had come that actually wanted to see me rather than these comp people that was hating me. Yeah. And then the, the judges were like, wow, look, this woman seems visually upset by him swearing. He's out. He can't be nominated. And I'm like, if I just let fate unfold mm. and just had normal crowd, it probably would have sold out anyway and everyone in there would have loved it. I would have had a great time. I would have got the prize and I wouldn't now be quitting everything. This could be the last pod. No, it's not going to be the last pod. Dude, we can't keep doing it because I'm, I am so suicidal now, man. I can't even handle it. Even sitting here, I'm like, I just, the consciousness is, is upsetting. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, if you do do that, we have to live stream that at least. The hanging. Hanging? Yeah, man. I, um, What's your way, do you think? What? What's the way? Because I, I, I... Patreons, Patreons only, they can watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, maybe we've talked about this but I, I was uh, the car and the garages apparently uh, which seems like a good way to go is apparently not great because they keep finding like, they find claw marks on, uh, on all the doors once they start losing oxygen oh yeah man well, look there's no easy way and that's the, the big problem with life you should be able to just on a whim after not getting best newcomer, just hit a button on your back and then you're out. Your, your head free. explodes. Man, head exploding will be pretty good. Like a grenade in the mouth. That might be like you'd Holy be Holy shit, dude. It's like that video I watched where that guy blew up his head with a shotgun. It still upsets me. Yeah. It melted like plastic. But you can fuck you know that one up is? too. You know what the thing is? Your best bet is to just persist <laughs> and to see how bad everything gets. It's just all a joke. That's true. And it's all a journey. And, and, and you're just like, okay, I'll, guess where I'll end up? I'll be Angus Gordon, except I wouldn't have one best newcomer, and I'll be cleaning skid marks. Do you know, you know how funny that is? Where he goes, oh, I'm cleaning skid marks in Melbourne. I'm like, I'm cleaning skid marks in Perth, and I didn't win best newcomer, so I beat you now, Angus. Even in your toilet cleaning, I'm better than you. I'm, better, I'm a better victim than you are. Do you know what I mean? How's the victory? He'd be furious. Going, they go... He goes to tell people in Melbourne, oh, I clean toilets. And they're like, yeah, Wolf does. And he also didn't even get nominated for Best Newcomer. So, like, your story's over, Angus. You need to find a different way of getting sympathy. And he had to pay the room hire and the sound tech for the shows that never happened. Oh, mate, do you know what the thing with it is? Is um, the shows that sell out the best are the YouTube stars. Yeah. They're pumping it. Yes. And you see clips online and it's like, never anyone been in the line and you're just like get out bitch like none of the you don't even know what they're saying like I see their clips down now down now 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 they come in I'm like this is not good comedy like I can tell this sucks there's not where's the pullback where's the joke there's no joke down now now and you see people like these you these know what heathens. we didn't cover last time I don't think was uh the the follow-up to uh to our previous saga of uh, Shooter Williamson. Um, oh, Shooter, do you know what you know what the thing and is? And then there's that clip of him that came out a couple of weeks ago where an audience member came up on stage and fucking smacked him in the head. Yeah, but what I'd heard is he tipped his drink on the guy 
five minutes earlier and the guy had been stewing and he goaded him and goaded him. But you know what the thing is? I realised I'm a cruise ship comic, a working class comic, because at all the showcases, people would come up and they go, we fucking loved you, mate. You know what? We were going to go see Shooter Williamson and now we're also going to see you. You're right in a wheelhouse. You're the same. <laughs> I even met Shooter and he was like, love what you're doing up there, cunt. Like, you know what I mean? Did like, he really? Did you really meet him? I met him and because his manager had been talking at, they're walking on the street. His manager's been talking to me, and then they were like, "He goes, I've just been talking about your wolf." And he goes, "Love your style, can't like will you, uh, shooter said." So I'm like, I'm mocking them, but I am shooter. I'm just a jealous shooter because I didn't, I don't have because I have to still work in it, in finance. I'm like, I I lash out at shooter, but in many ways, my entire act is shooter. He does what do I do. Do you think? Do you think that he is? Uh, he's heard uh, our episode about him. Dude, he wouldn't touch it. But, oh, dude, that is one of the crates. There we go. I thought that would be a good lead in. We found out something. There was something really fucking good that came from. Uh, one of the great things. MICF. A guy came from the show that worked at one of the big accounting firms and he said, mate, I've got some something that you'll love. <laughs> and I said, oh, what is it? Oh, Wolfie called me this. with this. He was so excited. He said, my girlfriend. Dad works on the board of directors for Mesoblast. <laughs> They've all heard your Mesoblast episode. They fucking love it. <laughs> Sylvie's listened to it a few times. It's hysterical. The board is on board with the Mesoblast. The whole poetic story, the, the loss of my livelihood, the, the capitulation, me thrown into suicide. They're aware of what they did to me. And I just think it's so poetic because I was meant to ride off into the sunset, rich yeah. and obnoxious. <laughs> But it all fell, and I just love, it's so, such a great story that, that the very people that, that destroyed me have heard me ranting and railing and against what happened. They love you for it. They love you for it as well. That's be- Dude, beautiful. Dude, they love the episode. They found it funny. What a story arc. Sylvie, on the train, going in to get his massive wage in his sinking ship of a business, <laughs> laughing hysterically at my demise, going, ha, ha, ha. I could have told him it was all going to get rejected. We had exited years this before. This is the same, the same episode that we had the artwork was you and me cropped in behind Sylvie, one of his fucking oh, promo dude, shots, sitting there at a table with a big grin on his face and a bunch of papers in front of him. Dude, I love the thought of him train riding to work or him on the flight home from the, the final FDA rejection. Listen, I'll dip in and listen to Wolf rant about it and... Uh, give me a bit of a high realizing how much money the guy had on the line for that. So. Man, this makes it so much funnier that in all of like the promos for that uh, those episodes, we're like, I'm like tagging Mesoblast. I found Sylvie on Facebook. I'm tagging him in there. And you know what I realized would be the ultimate story arc? And I'm throwing this out to Sylvie right now is that I'm hired and I'm part of Meso <laughs> and I end up working at Mesoblast <laughs> as the strategic advisor, assisting them navigating contracts and whatnot. And they end up, the final sure thing is me signing off from the Mesoblast headquarters as the new head of investor relations, Andrew Wolf, and going, I can no longer talk and besmirch and talk with such flagrant language. I'm now professional again. And they turn and there's music playing as sort of like things fall from the sky there and they turn in my suit and I've got this dorky smile with short back and sides and I do a thumbs up like we're gonna make it after all and that's the final short thing episode <laughs> as little 
Rose petals are falling like beautiful mind. And I'm like, he's going to make it. Off. And it writes underneath, Andrew signed on for $120,000 a year, including super. <laughs> a, a meager wage, a third of what he used to get as global head of risk, but a lifeline nonetheless. And he now lives and is paying off a small two by four, uh, no, a, a two bed apartment in yeah. double view that backs onto quite a major street. And he goes, Andrew, though, is happy. Count your small blessings to have come out alive after what was the most torrid and shitty period of his life. And then, you know, they show me throwing a tennis ball to a dog and two kids. <laughs> at the very least, Sylvie, how about uh, a, a sponsorship of at least four or five episodes of Sure Thing, considering the number of people who I have I think been... he should be a Patreon. And, and how about maybe... <laughs> Patreon? No, fuck that. They should be a direct sponsor. We should have live reads for them. Considering the amount of money that Andrew and others have invested, in- what's his wage? A hundred grand, a million dollars a year. I'm like, I think at least five hundred of that is ill-gotten, Sylvie. So-, <laughs> so we'll take ten. We'll take ten for a five-episode run, and it's uh, it's all it's all Meso Blast. You know what? It actually changed my opinion on Meso Blast, and I was like. It's just a time thing. It's a patience thing. <laughs> if I can build up my capital again in this oil and gas place, I can rebuild and leverage back in and I can eventually pop champagne with Sylvie <laughs> as we listen to the final episode, which is me signing off saying, I'm, uh, yeah, I- I'm, I'm free. Financially At the free. very least, all right, it's actually also related to this. Picks of the week. Uh, WGO, what a fucking whirlwind of a week with them finding gas. It's spiking up, which is looking, man, I'm sitting there looking at my looking at my portfolio going, this is great. Oh, we're mm. so good. Everything's great. And what does it do? It's five days it starts dipping. Oh, no, we're well, dipping down. Was, uh, we're going down. And we're, we're back to fucking where we started before they announced, hey, we found more gas cunts. No, but the problem was STX did a cap raising at a massive discount. So then people... I know, because they're intrinsically uh, intrinsically uh, entwined. But what, why is... I guess, I guess uh, STX did lose 12%. That's pretty Look, good. Look, the problem was they did Fuck a discount it. at 30 cents, which is insane. It's a 20, 30% discount, so it's jobs for the boys. What are they doing? They're hold, are they holding it down? They're, they're fucking And what a thing, man, like... STX was the stock to back, 12 cents to 38 versus this pile of shit, 22 to 23. I mean, Jesus. Oh, mate, I just like, life has become so bad, hey. Like, I really need to go to Africa and get uncursed. I'm like, I don't understand what happens. Like, my life is just, nothing goes right. Obviously, it's this nom, best newcomer, <laughs> clearly was the best. Man, you're fucking hang up on best newcomer, dude. You're uh, uh, you're fucking years old. I'll bleep that I'm out. I'm not. Yes, you are. You can't. I figured it Get out. Get rid of that. I, I will. I'll bleep it out. Don't worry, dude. Bleep that. Bleep that. You idiot. I'm gonna. I told you I'll bleep it. I'll, I said. I've been telling people I'm. I said I figured it out, but I'll never reveal it. I, I told you. Can you tell people? Because that's I'm not te- for my no. Career. I'm telling I'm telling them nothing. I want to tell them nothing and pretend that you you might be. He's <laughs> going lower. What can you get away with? I'll, I Dude, won't tell get them. out of it! Don't do any of this. Edit all this out. Oh, no, I'm going to bleep, bleep the, the numbers. No, I'm going to bleep the numbers. But but again, no, because now what you've done is your game, which you you've elicited a game where people are going to start speculate about my age. Yeah, they already are. Game. They already are. If it's not a game I wanted, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> 
But look, you're years old there's no reason there's no reason for them to uh to give you the best newcomer nomination because you've mate you're a you're a horse with three legs it's like what what kind of what kind of run have you got on you, you know dude i'm mean? not going to call i'm not going to um i'm going to write next year should have won best newcomer that's good yeah that is really good should have won best newcomer uh, I'll, I'll say like uh, well what about what about what about Peaked festival interest. <laughs> oh, was yeah, yeah. Three VIPs requested uh, viewing. <laughs> Night three. Um, no, no. Screwed. Uh, imagine that on my poster. Screwed out of best newcomer 2021. <laughs> Ripped off by festival for best newcomer 2021. That is actually hilarious. Screwed by festival for best newcomer. People would love that. Dude, imagine that over your poster. Overlooked by Melbourne Comedy Festival for Best Newcomer 2021. Why is SCX doing a fucking cap raising when... Uh... Dude, don't. I'm pissed off what you put on the thing. And you know what? Like, I am almost going to kill myself, so you better not push me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you cannot blame your mental illness on me. That's not my problem. Dude, I just, like... My dreams are worse... Like... Reality's worse than my nightmare. <laughs> you have some very tepid nightmares, Wolfie. Dude, I'm just saying you reality is worse than my nightmares. You had a successful nightmares. festival run. Uh, what ha- what you expected to happen and what you've been screaming about on the podcast for fucking forever, that, uh, that the industry and the festival and all, all these gatekeepers, they don't like you and they're not going to let you through, happened, right? Uh, despite, despite them coming and trying to make an attempt to change their opinion, it still happened. You know what actually, you know what hurt me the most was just realising that... It was yourself, not- mate. If, you my hurt ex, you. if my ex had just not pushed me back to Perth and I had just done Comedy Zone the year, I, the year after I'd done my show, yeah. I probably would have quit comedy because I actually don't enjoy yeah, it. Can we, get, can we get off the sad sack bullshit? And I want to know why STS I told doing... my I told my oh ex my God. When, I, when she picked For... up the kids, I was like, oh, I would have quit comedy, yay. Why? I, like, why, I'm trying to get my ex back why, now. Why is STX doing a fucking cap raise when they've found more gas? I don't well, understand. Well, uh, let, let me give you one guess. Because they fucked up both drill campaigns <laughs> and overran the budget by multi-million dollars because they hired the rig and it sat idle for fucking weeks upon weeks as these cunts tried to unplug problems that they may be spent is it because an extra they... 20 million dollars than expected because they're inept and now we the piper has to pay is it because they dropped so many kids down the hole that they've... that's it dude pay the piper the reality was it was a shit show from the beginning and now we pay the cost of their incompetence they should they had more than funded to do the the full campaign and then they've deep dived in. I don't know how much they raised. I think it was five mil. Five mil would be a roughly what was lost through incompetence during <laughs> W3 and 4. <laughs> so what we now is they come and it just never ends with these dumb fucks. And then the truth is shares suck. Get out. Get out of shares. They're not worth it. I'd like to take a second on that note to brag um, that my uh, my five, Dog coin. My $5,000 
it, my five grand in crypto has now become thirty four thousand in crypto, which is pretty good. Our oh, v- dude, that's good. What you in Dogecoin? No, no, I'm not in Dodge. Um, uh, but man, Dodge is doing so fucking well. It's absolutely despicable. I don't really. Understand I love it, man. It. I love that people have so much excitement in um, a sentiment-driven asset. Like, there's nothing changes, right? There's not like a, a story behind it. It's just Elon bought it. It's going up. That's another it's going one. Down. And I love, I love, I love, I love seeing these autistic uh, money men thinking, "I love Dogecoin. Why? What is it? Just a store of wealth. How fun's that? Oh, you love reading up to you. You love reading up about the fucking zip stick that you you compile the money on." Oh, isn't that a fun fucking investment? It's boring. Do- Dogecoin is not even a, a, like a store of value. It's a, it's just a meme coin that they made as a joke like 10 years yeah. ago. And it was annoying about that. That's another one that I had like, I had a fucking million Dogecoin that would be now worth, let's just fucking, let's just rub this in. Because I, I don't even know if I sold it or if it's sitting on like a hard drive somewhere that I can't access it. But it'd be worth $300,000 and it was like a fucking few hundred dollars I invested. What I love is Fuckers. that people right now are doing eight to nine hours research a day on uh, on an, a financial instrument. Like there's no, there's at least at least mine, I can go on the mining, we do some research on gas. We, we, we know some stuff. There's yeah. a story. Oh, there's the mine camp. It's pretty cool. They're just basically, it's just like, duh, barley coin, barley coin. Uh, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm like, what's the story behind it? It's uh, an open mic has recorded one second of their, their set. It's worth a lot of money. There's a, there's a shot of some music. It's Kurt Cobain hanging himself. We've got that. That's worth trillion dollars. I'm like, get in there, cunt. I'm like, well, this is good. I'm happy to buy it, but I'm not going to talk about it for more than 13 seconds, right? <laughs> but they're in there. At, at, I'm out even in Melbourne. People are trying to say, do you want to talk about cryptocurrency? I'm like, no, because what, what, what do we talk about? Just greed. Just greed and fear. Like, what, what are we talking about? What's the, what's the strategy behind this shit, you fuckhead? There are stories for so, for so many of the main coins, but, like, Doge is insane. Like, I, that one... But I'm, I'm saying it's great stories, but is it that interesting? The overarching thing is it's this new technology that's going to blah, 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 transition in, blah, 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 the new money, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, and these cunts just fucking feast on it over yeah. and over. Hey, check this three-hour podcast about fucking Dogecoin. I'm like, No. I'll just buy it as a punt, dude. Well, Dogecoin's Dogecoin's not not interesting. I mean, like it, it's gone up a lot, and that that's that's great and gravy. But um, but five five grand to thirty five, I think it's pretty or thirty four. Well, dude, it's good, but it's not enough to retire on. So you're still trapped no, in your nightmare. That's the thing is, it's not enough to retire. What's on. it going to do for you? You get once you'll get a you'll get a, a Nissan Patrol. But no, I'll pay off then, my massive ATO debt, and then I can finally kill myself. Dude, I've got. I've been paying ATO debts for three years now. And they don't, they don't really do anything. That's the thing, you know? If you call them first, the ATO really don't give a fuck how much you, how big the number is. If you call them and go, oh, yeah, no, I'm, oh, can I pay it? I'll pay some of it now. They go, oh, it's great to hear from you. So lovely. Sure. What do you want? Yeah, they actually, they actually had to um, scale it back because they used to be very aggressive and toxic. And then they realized, oh, we're like a government organization. You can't really bully, uh, you know, financially destitute people yeah. and go pay up because I'm like people were hanging themselves because yeah. it's like you get a call from the ATO. They, and they are quite toxic in their letters. In their letters, they were like, a builder called Frank 
didn't lodge for four years. He's now doing 16 years jail, the cunt. Do you know what I mean? And they'll write this. <laughs> Haven't lodged your GST. Guadido from uh, Bill's Ice Cream failed to lodge for three months. He's now, uh, he's been executed in Taiwan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And people are crying. But they've had to chill it out a bit and go like, okay, I know you've got mental health. Pay what you can. Don't kill yourself because they realise, hey, on the one hand, you can't operate Lifeline and then the other hand, be goading people into killing themselves by threatening. <laughs> I'm like, pay your debt, cunt, or you're out. And then go, if you, if you are considering killing yourself, call Lifeline, which is operated at the same facility as the government. Do you know what I mean? They couldn't have blood on their hands. Yeah, man, that's what they should have, dude. When you call the ATO, it should be like option one to pay, like to pay your bass or to lodge a statement. Option two for Lifeline or Beyond Blue. Yeah, option yeah, yeah. three to be put through to an operator. <laughs> That would be a great ATO. Man, that would be the best ATO hotline of all time. If they had that built in, you can call Lifeline. Look, look, cunt, you still owe us the money, but 13, what, fucking 1214, whatever Dude, it is. Dude, how that, though? Like, if they could, the, the operator could hit it. So you go in there, look, I, what do you mean I owe 67 grand? I'm in big trouble. My wife's going to leave me. And then it just goes, you've been transferred to Lifeline. Like they, they just... They no, 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 no. Same person. Same, well, <laughs> hello. Thank you for calling uh, Australian Taxation Office slash Lifeline. And my name's Maurice. How could I oh, help? Oh, it's so good. And she goes, <laughs> step away from the bridge. Worst case scenario, you're bankrupt. You can still probably keep your car. You can keep up to five grand of uh, domestic appliances. Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wolf, don't please. You need to relax. You need to calm down. Okay, and you step back from the bridge. Okay, look. We can do two grand a week installments. Is that gonna? Oh no, that's not okay. No, no, no. Back from the bridge. Back from the bridge. Let's. How about? How about? Uh, how about five hundred a week? Does that sound oh. more reasonable? Huh? You, and they find put, the put sweet the gun spot down. where you're like, I'm on the cliff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm not yeah. jumping. Four hundred and eighty-seven <laughs> yeah. is my break. Four eighty-eight. I'm gonna kill myself. Four four. <laughs> They're like, all right, sir, 487 a week. That's manageable. Now, it's fine. We're going to we put these installments in. If you, don't, if you don't make one of these installments, you're going to need to let us know because otherwise the tax is going to kick in again. And interest? Yeah, you, you know, you will be accruing interest on this. Okay. Oh, dude, okay, how good is it? Goes like, look, to... I'm going to throw out some numbers and you give me a scale out of 1 to 10 how likely you are to kill yourself. And you're like, okay, $480 a week. Ooh, oh shit, nine, 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 easy, easy boy, 310, <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy whoa, 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 whoa. boy. Okay, okay, let's bring this down. Okay, how, what, how does 100 make you feel? That's a two. Okay, that's good. See, now we've got something to work with. Dude, what happens if we just stop paying? If everyone on just agreed not to pay and just go, we're not paying anymore. I know, that's the move, right? And then they just, uh, they just they're basically... Uh, Can if, we bankrupt the ATO? If everyone goes, we're not paying... <laughs> And then they go, we're all going to put you in jail. But then the suburbs become jail, which they already are because they've got no space. And they go, you know what? You're confined to your own house. Like that's now your prison and you just watch Netflix. Do you know? Because <laughs> prisons are over, overrun. And then they go like, everyone's in jail now. You're all in jail because you haven't paid your tax, but stay in your own house because there's no room for you in the prisons. And you're like, we've beat the game. We're going to make it after all. <laughs> you fucking we beat the game. I, th I reckon just build a fence. Yeah, they just build a fence around your suburb and then you're, you're in there and it's nice and you've got amenities and it's kind of, it's perfect, do, isn't it? We, we should do that. You know that. what my favourite is? Do you think, I reckon you still get badgered in jail for tax. Like you'd be in tax, you'd be in jail and you'd get a letter saying, you owe $13,000 yeah, for Mr. your- Mr. Wolf, you got a phone call. Oh, 
I wonder, I wonder where my phone, oh, no, you got a visitor. There's a visitor that comes to see you. Oh, is it mum? Has mum come to see me? Is it my kids? And then you wander out and it's uh, like, hi, uh, it's, uh, I'm Maurice. I'm from the ATO. I, uh, That's what I think funny because you think bureaucracy suspended. You're like, okay, I'm in jail. But the, the Claremont serial killer would still be getting pursued for tax debts. Because it's still a valid crime, right? So he'd be getting mails and go like, hey, dude, you owe th- you, that, that rope you deducted. Was, turns out that wasn't work-related, was it? That was to string up a bitch. <laughs> we're, we're, we're denying that claim. And then we're, you're going to get an, a, another five years. Because you think it's double jeopardy. You think there's a, a, an idea that you're in jail and you're not going to get ATO letters. But you can still get pursued. Well, that's the thing, right? Is I'll take I'll take jail or I'll take the payments, but I won't take both. It's that like like Luke Luke uh, Luke Hagee's got that bit about um, uh, taking the fine or taking the uh, the lecture Mm. from the cop. It's like, mate, you give me the fine or I'll take a lecture, but I'm not copping both. Which one is it, cunt? Like you can you can belittle me in front of my family, but I'm not then paying four hundred dollars for doing twenty over. That's what I like because I, I was liking that. I heard someone say, and it's quite a good idea. Is um, most of the punishment is the fine or the reprimand. So like, if someone steals your identity, yeah. the punishment should be that they have to go through the process of getting your new passport, going to the bank. Do you know what I mean? Like the admin is worse. That's the worst part of the crime, right? They end up having to line up at the <laughs> Department of Motor Vehicles to get your new driver's license. I'm like, see, three hour wait, you fucking, <laughs> these fucking useless cunts, you fucking, do you like this idea? Not good. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really good. I, I think I heard someone say that. So that that's probably not my bit. From the moment you clock in on Monday, Sure Thing FM, to the moment you clock out on Friday, Sure Thing FM. All the hits, non-stop, playing 24-7, Sure Thing FM. All hits, all the time, so many hits, the music of your time. Sure Thing FM. Is this really how you envisioned living out your life? Sure Thing FM. All the time slipping through your fingers. Sure Thing FM. The hottest hits. The hottest cocks. Sure Thing FM. It's all the music of your time. Of the music of your hits. 24-7. Sure Thing FM. All the time. All the music. All the hits. Sure Thing FM. Non-stop. 24-7. Sure Thing FM. All hits. All the time. So many time. 24-7s. The hits. Music of your hits. Of the music. All the Monday. 20 Friday. Of your, of your, of your, of your, of your, of your life. Sure Thing FM. Um, I was watching this uh, this thing on Netflix called uh, The Serpent. It's some mini series about like Charles Sobrage. Dude, this sounds like something on uh, Pornhub. Uh, the Serpent, yeah. Oh, dude, someone made me do that in my show. They go, I go, what have you been doing down, during lockdown? And goes, Pornhub. And then I was like, oh yeah, I, I, you got a riff on it. So you're like, yeah, I went, I, I finished uh. Pornhub. Just started jerking off to computer viruses. You know what I mean? It's just like. I'm like, I was just downloading <laughs> oh, fucking fuck. malware and batting off to that. But I'm like, don't you hate when you get derailed and do a, you end up doing a hack bit? You're like, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. No, I hate getting derailed. But because they yelled Pornhub very loud, I was like, now I have to engage with this hack premise. Now I'm in a hole. 
Now I'm doing like, oh, I completed Pornhub during my fucking lockdown. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, just don't talk, cunt. Um, this, uh, the serpents, uh, I don't know if you've, if you've heard of them. Ch- Charles Sobrage is called like the bikini killer in the 70s. Nah, man. I know my killers, though. He just rolled around Southeast Asia just murdering hippies on the on the hippie trail and taking their travelers' checks, and that was the that was the whole move. But, he, he man, he did it for fucking for decades, uh, like 13 years of crime. My favorite, my favorite killer is one that doesn't do it for profit. Like, they're still happy to clean skid marks like Angus Gordon in the toilet, and they leave the bag empty. Like, they let everyone know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I just want to kill. Do you know what I mean? I hate when it's profit motive. Like yeah. serpents taking money. So I'm like, well, what is it? Is he cornered? He wants money. I love when it's just purely the act of, of death that gets you off. And you're like, I'm happy to have a desk job. I don't want to profit from this. I just want the, the blood on my hands. That's my preferred killer. This guy turned it uh, into a business. Like he, he, so he killed all these people. And like, uh, obviously, uh, as we've spoken about before, like pre DNA, just got away with it. Like it was just hippies. Um, uh, in Southeast Asia, you just went from country to country. The 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 initial point I was going to make is that like, man, they they show like the old like nineteen seventies passports, and it's like it's a photo just fucking stapled onto the passport, and so they're like, and then he forged all yeah, these yeah, passports, yeah. and you're like, oh, how did how did he do that? How did he do it with a fucking butter knife and some and a glue gun? You can't. That's all he did. He just popped them off and was like this, and it's me. And they like they show all these tense moments of him going through checkpoints and like the it's like dun dun and the guy's like looking at the passport and looking at him and it's like yeah it's his fucking passport and you have no means of like data matching or anything of course you're gonna let Dude, him 100 it's like it's it's the same idea that we still use signatures like it used to be the local bank and you could see jeff has like a wonky hand i can t- tell now yeah, you, yeah, you go online yeah. and go hey that's not an original signature i'm like that's weird i didn't know you knew <laughs> eight billion people's fucking uh, handwriting I didn't know HSBC had a working model for how my fucking signature that changes every time, my own one changes every time. I'm like, the idea that they still use this when you got doggy coin or one of those fucking crypto <laughs> shit. Yeah, instead of using like blockchain or something to track these people. Yeah. But anyway, so he, so he finally does get arrested, right? Uh, and this guy's mo- this guy's mo was uh, poison. He would poison people, uh, make it look like they were sick, and then he'd go and like take care of them, rob them, and then if they uh, if it looked like uh, I think at first if it looked like they might be able to place him, um, he would he would kill them. But then but then it just became about the killing, and then it was all killing. He got, he gets put away. Why would he gets you do put that, away- man? What, what do you know? What's so much better is to set up a small business. And control people for 30 to 40 years. Do you know? Torture them, no pay rises, a small franchise, maybe a tax agency. You have 100 employees and you just play havoc with them. Like play with your, play with your prey over a whole career. Don't you think that's better than the mood? Yeah. Oh, this yeah, is so, just want to blow your pants. You just want to ejaculate your pants. It's the instant gratification. It's the thing. It's like, it's doing a cunt. I'm like, it's much better to string them out. You could be edging the whole time. You could be doing 40 years of edging. You edge, you edge, you edge. H&R Block, you've got 20 employees. You edge these cunts for 45 years. Yeah, pay rise. 45 years and you get and you get to the point with, uh, yeah, with the businesses all, everyone's so happy and they're all there, uh, 
all their options are about to vest, and you know what? You fucking hammer it, you close it down, you take your money, you sell it off, you outsource everything, you make everyone fucking redundant. You have a meeting, you're in tears, you're like, we've mismanaged the budget, we're going to have to all take pay cuts or we're going under. Three years in the, the wilderness... <laughs> Nothing's actually happened. You're just toying with them. You're still earning the exact same amount. They're all hugging and we're going, yeah, I knew yeah. you guys were like a family. You make your 30% pay cut, but we'll pay it back when it comes good. Things like that. And then you're just swimming around in your pool, loving life. Go toy with your prey. So this psychopath, right, he goes to uh, he goes to prison for like a good, uh, good 10 years. Uh, he's so charming and charismatic that he's man. He's just running this prison, dude. Like he smuggled gems in. He's bought off all the guards. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just living a life of luxury. It hits ten years, and he still has a warrant out for his arrest in Nepal. And he knows that he's going to be extradited to Nepal, and they'll yeah. fucking execute him. So to celebrate his ten years of prison, get get this to celebrate his 10 years of prison he throws a party in the prison with all oh, the guards and mate. all the prisoners and everyone celebrating he's been in there 10 years he he drugs everyone and then walks out of the prison right they come and get him they put him in for another 10 years which would then surpass the extradition time that Nepal has he's back in prison like oh boys but I got one over on you didn't I drugged you all and wandered out but here I am we're back we're doing another 10 baby another yeah. go on the merry-go-round everyone's having a fucking sick time right he gets out flies to France okay and he's fine he lives in France in this fucking mansion he is charging people millions of dollars for interviews the book rights this cunt is still alive. He 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 goes back to Nepal at some point, sort of like uh, like catch me, like uh, taunting them. Yeah, he's he, like absolute hubris. Like getting a photo, the postcard uh, bandit getting a photo in front of the police center. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's filled with hubris. He's like, I'm fucking untouchable. He goes back to Nepal. They arrest him. They put him him in prison, and now he's sitting in prison. But he's 77, still alive, and that's that's it. And uh, like the whole. Every, he bra he's just bragged about everything. Sold all the rights. Done interviews. Oh mate, well this is the thing that they get the best is that's why you have to do it big, like Bernie Madoff, because you. Uh, he man, did you see Bernie died the other day? They, How upsetting! Well, like uh, Tim Dillon said, uh, he goes, "Give it Our up to uh, Bernie, uh, a true hero, proving anything's possible in life, like a true hero of our time. <laughs> Put your dreams can become reality." Congrats, all bow your hat to Bernie Madoff, one of the greats. And the thing is, he actually always had the redemption story because if you do a big enough crime, like they do, then you come out and go like, I just yep. don't want my kids not to be proud of me. So you go up and you become the Wolf of Wall Street. They go like, I, how'd you come back after losing all that money? Well, it turned out I'd done such a big fucking crime that it became a movie and I can do books and people love it. And I can say to my kids, you know, you never keep a fucking top dog down. But it's true. They were so notorious that they can actually profit in the memory of what they did. Well, like and, Chopper, and, man. He's, dude, he's, he's like a fucking bigger than Chopper, Chopper. And, and my guy, my guy from... Um, or that you got to beep that. Yeah, who, who, who's your mate in prison who we've alluded but to. But he's before. not going to get that story because it was a small number, and he'll go and work. At, he'll be on the Bunnings ad. Come on down to Bunnings. You know what I mean? And he didn't kill anyone as well. That's kind of like. I know, man. But you know, 
Dude, I need to go now because I keep getting waves of deep depression. I had um, I had something in here. I I had two things. I'm feeling very very upset, dude. And I had part, two ideas in here. Do you know? I spoke to a mate. I spoke to a mate last night who's very depressed. And all you can really say to him is, mate, just the passage of time. Just try yeah. get some days through the bell. I said, I know you want to kill yourself, but why not give yourself a goal to make sixty days? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It Push becomes it out. almost like uh, not being an alcoholic. You're like, yeah. Oh, well, why not just make it to June, right? Like you can yeah, make yeah. June. Or at least, like, dig. Like, if it's that bad, well, why don't you just fucking keep digging and see how... How dis- bad's your life when you becomes, like, an addict going for days and you're, like... You're getting a chip. This, this you wait, you get, you, it's your fucking wake up this morning chip. They're like, Did have you get a one. chip and you celebrate 60 days alive? <laughs> you're, just, you're like, dude, I've been 60 days alive. You're out getting uh, Chinese to celebrate the fact that your life is so bleak that you're like... Oh, Wolf's, where's Wolf? He's out celebrating 60 days alive. Like, if I can... Anyway, bit of a I've laugh. Got a, I, I, got a, I got a couple things uh, in my notes. One, uh, I've been seeing this a, a lot on... I saw, I saw this I saw this, this woman on Dude, when, 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 when did we start doing notes? This is all organic. I riff. I riff. I'm in the I moment. I put a lot of notes. I put a lot of notes down to guide you. Some of them are just for ads, but there's, some of them also can't be made into You're like ads. a guide dog, dude, leading Like me. this this one's like this is see this this note can't be made into an ad, but I don't know what to do with it. But I thought it was funny. Um uh just the phrase pussy akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> oh dude, that's oh, that's what we should it, call uh, the episode pussy should be called Pussy Akimbo. <laughs> pussy akimbo. <laughs> yeah, that's a great title. <laughs> Dude, by the way, you got to listen to the early recordings because I did. People were asking, "Are you crossed about the other shore thing?" And I did a mock version of the other shore thing while you were wait, making me wait for you. Oh, really? I did. Okay. I'll, but the I'll thing put was, I was there. saying to everyone, we get more downloads because of the shore thing. People, idiots, end up listening to our one and go like, "When are they going to mention I the insider crime?" I don't think we trading. do, man, because because I've got the numbers on how many people finish the episodes, and it's the same. And the numbers have spiked, dude. No, no, but the, the, like the, what I'm saying is for everyone who downloads the episode, the number of people who listen to the full episode is the same. So, like, surely these people can't be coming in, listening, to going like, oh, I can't wait to hear sure th- the AFR sure thing, and then listen to it and go like, yeah, this must be it. I'm sure it starts soon. <laughs> no, that's what's happening, man. You know what I heard? A lot of people, they're like, do we love the pod? We try to recommend it. Nothing we can say or do would ever get enticed, even close friends, to listen to this shit. It's, do you know what I mean? A lot of them are like, fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's got that financial bent. It's off-putting to most of the market because no one, they just think, oh, it's like doing a tax return. It's numbers. It's money. Money scares me. It stresses me. I'm in the arts. I'm a gypsy, a dancing gypsy at the Melbourne Comedy. I'm all about scarves and ribbons. I don't want money. Money's a curse. I want to just yell and, and do karaoke and lip syncing and pin the tail on the donkey. Imagine if we I yelled at uh, the hi-fi bar as pin the tail of the donkey and we just chase after Proven and you try to put a, 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 a nail oh, man, into her We can't ass. attack Susan Proven. Imagine this and they go like, Andrew's got a new game called pin the tail on the donkey. Proven's a donkey. Nah, we can't attack her. Dude, she was actually lovely, and you know what? They're actually all lovely people. They are. They're so nice. Well, dude, I'm just having a laugh. 
I know you're having a lot, mate. This is you. This is you. Pussy akimbo, I like, but I just don't know what the I don't. I have no idea what the context was for it. Also, but I saw this woman on. Uh, oh, this, actually, this woman was pussy akimbo. I saw this woman on on uh, on Tinder, just self-described as a a, a single stay-at-home mum. Like, you can't be a fucking single stay-at-home mum. Like you, you know what I mean? Those those two things are at odds with each other. Yeah, that yeah, annoys yeah. the fuck out of me. <laughs> what does that mean? Like you're on welfare. I don't know. I don't know if she's on welfare or doing isogenics or something or, stay or at what. Stay-at-home mum, a single stay-at-home mum. I've got, I've got, I'm single. I'm at home all the time. I've got a kid. No, Dude, it's no, sort of like no my time wasters. <laughs> my mum did this when she was going through her chores, like because we went in South Africa. You got slaves, so or you you got servants or whatever you want to call. Yeah. So she was trying to explain. Yeah, Wolfie she, doesn't come from privilege. She was trying to explain to my uncles what she had to date, did, and she said, ironing this, kettling, kettling. Do you know what she what said? Kettling? kettling, which was turning the kettle on. But I was like, way to break <laughs> down your chore. <laughs> Kettling's not a chore. Are you fucking kidding? She's, kettling. She, she's she's like, self de- I'm often wow. having to kettle. That's not kettling. even a verb. She's made up a new verb. But this is what I'm saying. This is what this single mum. A single mumming, grocerying, driving. Uh, sleeping, uh, e- eating, process. No, it's, it's the hardest job. It's the hardest job except for maybe being in a war. Even while I'm talking to you right now, I'm digesting. I just don't even complain. I'm fucking digesting food. <laughs> but it's just part of my life as a single mum. It's slog, slog, slog. It's digesting. It's breathing. It's eating. It's it's consciousness, consciousnessing. <laughs> Fucking conscious listening for about 12 hours a day. Looking, listening, tasting. I'm tasting every day. I'm never st- I never stopped. An hour ago, I was tasting at a food court. Yeah. Oh, man. One day, <laughs> one day you'll be self-actualizing and all of this is going to be crumbling down. You've got to avoid self-actualizing. You've got to do all of these things without, like, becoming cognizant of the fact that this is what your life is as when you're single mumming at from home from Dude. home single mumming if you're single mumming and you're out there and you're fucking working it you got the kids you got the job they're at fucking school you're working hard man fu- go go team that's great i'm glad you dumped that dumpster cunt who you you were pussy akimbo for and you're out there you're trying to make <laughs> yeah. it all work but if you're a single stay-at-home mum i cannot reconcile in my head how the fuck that works and why you're bragging about it on tinder and then down the bottom saying no fucking time wasters you picky cunt Dude, you you are you're wasting your whole life she's wasting time full stop in a victim. she's wasting two lives man imagine what that kid's gonna turn Dude, out i like. just find it funny it these dating sites it's just so good watching someone try sum themselves up i like oh, it because yeah, they yeah, have to yeah. they have to crystallize what they are and they always go in for generic a hold and lover that, that likes to dance. I'm <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, they're yeah, always yeah. such crappy. Yeah, uh, I love, I love, I love traveling and uh, ha- hanging out with the girls and, and having, having a rosé. Go oh, the mighty blues. Go yeah. the blues. Love and, ad- love and adventure. Get me out there with a, a coffee in the morning and an espresso martini anyway, at night. Anyway, yeah, I could fucking demolish a pie. Go the blues. <laughs> love me footy. Love me cars. Love me dancing. A bit of a boy's boy, a girl's girl, a dog's dog. I fucking like a, a party. I like a whistle. I, I enjoy Carl's over Woolies. I'm like, just all these stupid generic <laughs> yeah, summer. Yeah. I'm a fucking vegan that won't take no for an answer. 
No, no, that's that 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 was meant to be. Dude, imagine that. I'm a vegan, a vegan that won't take no for an answer. Like a vegan, a vegan rapist. Are you <laughs> one of the, I'm Andrew Wolf, a vegan that won't take no for an answer. Step up, bitches. <laughs> Whatever go on, yeah. Are you on uh, are you on any of the tenders? Dude, I was Amos Girl, like I was so hurt by my my soulmate leaving me in my time of need. Soulmate was, now. Wow, man, she's gone from a despicable witch to a soulmate. Dude, none of my none of my uh, bits about divorce because I'm I'm feeling better now go well because I'm not angry anymore. I'm like she's yeah. probably right to leave. <laughs> now now it seems like domestic violence. Like when I yell at, I don't believe it. I'm like she's a good person. I'm a bad person. I had problems. I I really needed medication. She was very smart to run off, and now I'm like just dreaming of getting it back. But the problem is I've got so much animosity. F- for the betrayal, it's like I would sooner. I don't think. Yeah, I said something horrific to Amos Gill about it, so I don't think I can say it on the pod. What What do you say? Uh, something to the effect I said I would sooner bash a girl than fuck one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much pain I'm in. <laughs> are you? Are you? But are you? But on that was a joke, stuff? and it was because yeah, he oh, likes oh, edgy yeah. shit. And right, I thought yeah, it'd be yeah. quite funny. I'd sooner bash a girl than fuck one. That's where my <laughs> mental health is. Okay. That's the clip, man. That's the intro clip right there. No, Thank but that's you. quite funny. It, it is funny. Oh, yeah, it's real funny. Joke. We'll be I'm not promoting domestic. I, do it. I no, love of course. the female form. I love of their course. Do you have, mate, Do you have to fucking double back on everything? Okay. I thought we were leaning in. Have, are you oh. on any of the Tinders? Do you have Do you have a bio there? Nah, man. I, I just... Uh, I have really... you been on one? Have you been on one? No, nah, I've never touched it. Really? It doesn't I interest to, me, man. I wanted to, I wanted to compare bio. I think as I soon as you're on there, it's just a, a white flag, a cry for help. I'm like, I, I'm just, a, just a, the, the need to connect with another I just, human. Wh- all what I a wanted sad was to, thing. all I wanted what to do was compare, um, compare Tinder bios to see if you and I had more genuine ones than the the go, go the blues. I'm a, oh, this is this is me. I'm I'm this guy, and I fucking yeah. I, I love I love I love getting out there with the boys on the weekend and have, have getting having a having a, oh, having a good time mate. on the Saturdays. Do you know what it tended to me is like if you were you, planes crashed, you're in the ocean, yeah. and you you're lost in the dark, and then you start trying to blow that whistle. <laughs> so pathetic. <laughs> I'm like, who's blowing the whistle in the middle of the ocean? Give up. You're going down. You're a scumbag. You're a loser boy. A dirt rod. Get out. Don't you think? You're, oh, you're blowing the whistle and go, oh, maybe if I say something cute, I can attract another nightmare. Only people on there are fucking nightmares. Man, I have had, I have had this question twice. I don't know why, but recently uh, two, two different women have said, uh, when was, this is a fucking loaded question. Uh, she, like their opening was uh, to me. They initiated Wait, the conversation. What's your profile though? I'm Joshy. I'm five foot six and I'm packing. <laughs> um, no, okay, maybe maybe not. You didn't like that one. Uh, I am a currently retrenched Gold Coast comedy business owner. Uh, join me in my chuckle van or watch as I blow right past you towards a brighter future. That's what. I'm oh, saying. mate, did you say join me in my chuckle van? That yeah. sounds like there was a, a rapist that was pulling people into the vans and, and <laughs> as they drove. Yeah. As they drove, would commit crimes and then throw them out in the street. It sounds horrific. You sound very <laughs> yeah. dodgy. You sound it's a dangerous. Poster. It's supposed to sound horrific. Okay. But two times I've had this, uh, so I've answered both of the questions with the same thing. But uh, 
two people have opened with when was the last time or, or tell me about the last time you cried. Oh right? my God. I know. And so I said, Oh, uh, I think probably January of 2020. And she, she goes, Oh yeah. I go, yeah. When my granddad walked up to the open casket of my uncle, that got me pretty good. Oh. I'd held it in until then. <laughs> You made this up as well, didn't you? No, no, that's genuine. And so and then she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why? Did you did you do it? Like, did you kill oh, him? Oh, mate. <laughs> but why did they ask that question? It's because... I know. What the what kind of fucking response are you going to get they, for that? They were, they were just trying to see if you were too much, but then you were too earnest. Oh, I watched, I watched the notebook and oh, I was, you, it was actually you, so nice. They thought so you would do a joke, but because you did a real one, it upset them, hey? I know. Yeah, it really upset them. Yeah. Surprisingly, I didn't have sex with either of those women. Oh, mate, well, what a what a mm. weird start. And you can, tell it's, um, you can tell it's a problem person to start with that angle. Because they're, they're, uh, they're, they're trapped in their trauma. They, they, they don't go, hey, do you want to go and get some ice cream? Hey, wouldn't mind a roller skate. They're like, yeah. where's your pain? What's <laughs> yeah. your pain? I'm crying all the time. Cry? I'm like, I'm out here because I'm lonely. I'm suicidal. <laughs> I'm like, are you crying? How many times do you cry? I'm crying while I write this. I'm crying all the time. Dude, you know what the other thing is? Eventually, if you're self-aware... No mm. human being should be subjected to my personality. Like I was saying it to Amos no. Gill and I was like, I'm a horrid person. I've ruined every was Amos holiday. Gil, was Amos Gill engaged in conversation with you, by the way? Or was this weird? Had you trapped him somewhere? He was on stage and I was yelling from the audience. <laughs> 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 no, but I was saying to you, I, I, I realized that I'm a hateful person. Like every yeah. holiday I've spoiled, it's yeah. like, oh, the sand's too hot. The water's too wet. The, the air is too fresh. Uh, I hate it. Uh, cocktails, they suck. I hate getting drunk. I hate cocktails. I hate the train. Why is that Chinese guy selling me a yo-yo? I don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Everything. Why is this Chinese yo-yo? I'm like, I hate yo-yos. And they go, I hate this food. I should have got something bigger. I hate that I got a donut. I should have got a cheesecake. Uh, I hate the holiday. I love, I hate work. Do you know what I mean? And then they're like, I hate this relationship. I hate people. It eventually becomes worse and worse. I hate that I have to, I'm digesting now. I hate that. I don't want to digest anymore. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, I just feel that some people should be buried alive and someone like me shouldn't be around people. I should be out on a fucking, I I should be a a hobo in a, a rural property with a shotgun yelling and chasing down the fences when I hear people. If they touch, I've got tins of beans and if I hear them rattle, I run and shoot off five rounds into the bush. <laughs> Get out of here! This is my yeah. fucking... And they're like, they're going, oh, dude, we've triggered one of his tin bean traps. And they can hear me running, scurrying through the bush, shooting off, yelling, blowing my whistle. Brrr, brrr. Get out! I ain't good for any human consumption. I'm a no good rat. Man, I just realised that that what that uh, that whistle metaphor, what you've what you did there was sort of um, sort of like a veiled, like cry for help. For, I tied and, it into the the drowning thing, the the plane crash, right? No, no, no. I mean, the original plane crash bit is sort of like an analogy for what you've been doing for years now. Yeah, I linked it? it together, right? No, no. I mean, this is it. It ties into your real life. Like your real yeah, life is is that's you what I've been doing. Adrift, that's blowing what I've been a whistle, doing. and no uh, one's that's listening. Why, that's why I pulled the whistle in. Yeah. And then pulled it in again. I wanted to let you know that I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I am crying for help. Like, I am on the whistle. And occasionally a, a huge cruise liner will go past and you'll... 
But no, oh. one, no one's listening. No one can hear you over the sound of. Oh, dude, but that's you all. Can't that's all they hear because they're they're all doing lip syncing and karaoke and uh, pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's your best newcomer? <laughs> that's a beautiful tie-in. Oh, really dude, cool. Haggis the best newcomer and tie it C U M E R, and it's me with my dick out. <laughs> I might not have won best newcomer, but I won best newcomer, and it's me with with an erect dick. In front of the town hall. Yeah, I like best newcomer a lot. That's Do you think that's, that's, that's my that's, that's your congratulations next show title. to the best newcomer, and it's me <laughs> with my pants down, <laughs> pulling, my, rubbing my dick in front of the town hall. All right, it's time to it's time to go. I had one. I had one more thing. It was uh, this is probably not, I'll edit this bit out, but it's for uh, for, <laughs> I don't know if you think it's funny, but for uh, for one of the ads, I would just do like a PSA where it's this is an amphetamine. If you smoke this, you could die, but you could also have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You could also okay. feel alive for a, mo- uh, a while, or yeah. you could also live for a moment. Yeah, that's good too. This is an amphetamine. You if could you die. smoke this, you could die, but you could also feel alive. Yes, that's, what it, that's, that's the better wordplay, right? You got to do the double. <laughs> that's perfect. Feel alive's funnier, man. Okay, all right. Feel alive. That'll be good. good. Well, dude, we're out. There's no tips this week. No, we did them. We talked about WGO. Um, well, the other thing is IPB's never updated. Borough's gone well. I mean, I've made a, a, a small amount on it. BRN as well has also been catching on. Um, I, I, made a, I made quite a bit of money, but in, it's such a piddly amount after decimating the capital base. Was it more than, um, was it more than you made at Melbourne? Yeah, way oh, more. That's good. <laughs> way more a shitload Burr's, more i mean burrow's done fine over the last month it's gone from 14 to 19 that's nothing to fucking holler about yeah but dude it's it's, uh, it's not even started drilling i think I, i'm i'm trying to get a personal loan if i can jackknife i just need to get to around half a mil and then i'll have a break <laughs> from trading the real tip would have been to um follow my crypto trading strategy for the past yeah but months. dude you know what Crypto is for fucking um, winners. It's for winners, <laughs> mate. It's for people it's, who've, who've it's made charlatans, profit. man. Charlatan profit. coin. Profit. Profit is irrelevant, dude. You have to have done it well. It's sort of I, like if you won, if you won money, you win lotto, and then you try go into the the estate, and they go, "How'd you get your money?" And you're like, "Yeah, Powerball." And they're like, "Get out of here!" They spray you with a hose. You have to say, "How'd you get your money?" And I go, "I exploited the third world for eight years." I've run yo-yos. I'm selling yo-yos at beaches. I'm rich. They go, how'd you get your money? I go, oh, well, I, a series of very uh, well-executed margin trades on cryptocurrency. Well, my, I want mine and go like, I run sweatshops. Can't I told you fucking how long ago, months ago, when I told you that you should take 20 and put it in crypto, you, you would have you quadrupled your money even if you hadn't touched it, man. Yeah, but I don't like that. I know, it's annoying that you didn't follow my advice, though. Well, I don't care, man. I, follow, I, I followed your advice, and what's happened? Let's see what's happened. So You're far, up 0.5 of a cent. Uh, n- no, I'm up uh, 1.49%, and that, well, does, but that, doesn't, that doesn't include the uh, losses I've made on Mesoblast, so I'm actually probably down about Well, compound about that over 6%. lifetime, and that's, that's all most people get. But what, in they, the they end, lose uh, more 6%. important, and what I've been mulling with, what is money beside... A captor. <laughs> like, once you free yourself from the idea of money and wealth, yes. your existence exists despite itself. Like, you can't have a better type of existence. 
you know and what I mean? It's, it's, it's an anomaly. It's a lie. It's, it's capitalism. It's the vibe. There's an idea that you, that you, 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 you can exist beyond existing. You can't really, right? Yeah, and so the, the only really smart thing to do is to go to surething.money and click on uh, Pyramid Scheme, join our Patreon, and free yourself of some of the burden. Or put money in directly in, but... Um, yeah, yeah, you can click Invest, true. you can click Pyramid Scheme, whatever you like. You can click any of these buttons, and we will help you, help free you of the and burden. And we, uh, we got Patreon. Do you know I heard, like, um, some of the US Patreon, like Tim Dillon makes about... Um, 500 grand or some huge number a month like huge numbers i don't, th- I don't know if it's 500 grand because i don't, i know that well come towns come towns at 75 and when they we make were 75 touring, grand a month a month and we were, when we were touring them they were at uh that's not even that, that good um no oh, they're at 82,000 a month Dude, that sucks we were, split over how many oh, no, t- no tim, tim dylan's up to 122 and then the big one is chapo trap house which is 170,000 how much a month. so you make 75 grand split over four people per month yeah that's shit <laughs> mate your shit that's 22 grand each you're only a earning month. like 250 grand <laughs> yeah i know but they can tour on top of that it's 250 you can't grand. even fucking tour you can't, sh- even, mate, you can't even tour without having a fucking mental breakdown. You lose your mind. You're out for eight they have days. To sell and I'm so, I message you. I'm like, hey, come do the Gold Coast. We'll do some podcasts. We'll have a good time. And you're like, oh, I couldn't think about touring right now. It's it's too painful. I can't think about doing comedy at the moment. My life is so, so Dude, difficult. Dude, I just so like miserable. lying in bed on Seroquel, just sleeping. <laughs> That's my life now, Seroquel. I just have Seroquels and lie under a mat, uh, under a blanket. How's Seroquel going? No, I don't have it that much, but I, I do like to just uh, have, you know, you wake up, have more and more, and then yeah. just, you just get water in between Seroquel sessions. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> just a bit of a laugh, but look at Cumtown, dude. They're, they're like barley hawkers. Like they've got to sell hats, talk about their ejaculate. Oh, ejaculate. It's stinky, isn't it? Selling shirts and they fucking they live in a caravan. <laughs> they live in a fucking caravan. <laughs> this is a it's man. There's something. There's a lot of uh, a lot of jealousy. I'm no, I'm not jealousy. You. I just know how to get audiences to create beefs with other pots. It makes sense. I know. Don't you get it. These, these ones are actually my friends. It doesn't matter, dude. You make beef with everyone. That's how you get it. I know, ahead. but why don't we can't, can't we make fucking beef with Tim Dillon? He's making oh, more Dylan, money, and man. I don't even like him. Dylan, you know, one of the sad moments when I saw Dylan, I loved his rant. Obviously, his stand-up's not great. I did yeah. the rant like that in my show. I was like, I, I'm the Australian. T- no, I, I loved, I compared it, but I was like, in the sense that you enjoyed my pod, but now you've seen how awful my stand-up is because his, his stand-up <laughs> sucks. But the saddest moment for Dylan was a moment where I captured on camera and I could see him referring to notes. And yeah. I realized he had scripted it. Not fully well, he, scripted. Yeah, I don't know if he's scripted. He but he, that he had done, he had done, we've spoken about it before, but that he had worked, shopped on what he was going to do. We don't do that. You did we, it today. Everything is organic. Well, we, we believe I in mean, the that, no, central hold being. On. That's, that's untrue. I've got a, I, have a, I have a little notes thing. Where well, I you got things. notes, but I don't. We, we believe in the I know you don't have notes, and that's why, that's why it would be a fucking nightmare if, if it was just you, because there's... You need some. You need some well, that's sort why, of rails. That's why the pod was awful for a few weeks when I I lost all that miso money because I didn't really want to do j- pods or joke anymore. Yeah, and I still really don't. And I'm, <laughs> I really feel like it's time to just get gainful employment somewhere. Hey. 
See, yeah, well, this this is crazy to me that you're like twenty two thousand a month. It's like, man, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you're, <laughs> dude. I got when I was trading, I got eighty three grand in a month. Not 84. trading, fucking in a cube, cunt. What dude, about I'm, cube? I'm talking to you. I put in eighty three grand in a month. Yeah, so you've just matched what the Cometown boys have done in I a month. I didn't have to share it. That was in one Tim month. Tim Dillon has done it in a month, and he's beat you by 40 grand. And those are US dollars as well, so they're better. Dillon's killing it. Well, where the fuck are our Patreons? How many have we got? Three? Five. <laughs> we Jesus got five. Christ. Let me find their fucking names. I hate them. How much money Unsubscribe, do we get? Unsubscribe, you stupid How much are we cunts. getting? 25000 You're not getting fucking anything. That's what you're getting. <laughs> We're getting... I don't even get it. You use it for 21 admin. a month. We've got five active patrons. We've got Hank, who we love. I like Hank. He's good. I love all so of them, man. We've got don't Ty... read out their name online. Ty Harmon. They're not no, they like enough. this. They like this. Ty Harmon. No, don't. Don't. Garth. Daniel Walker. Rohan. And then, okay, and then you know what we've got? We've got ones who have dropped off. Karthik Baloo. You fucking dog. Rory Mayberry. He only contributed a dollar. I hope he gets his fucking shit kicked Shit, in. what a turd. <laughs> anyway, go on the Patreon because at well, the moment we've mate, got no incentive day, to create any new content, to be honest. So we really need some more people on that. Well, you know what? The content's in. as good as the Patreons. Like, I'm purposefully stopping all my funny riffs while the money's low. I, mean, I haven't heard one up, in fucking months. We could be much funnier, but I think, you know what? For $21, fuck it. Phone in another shit 18-hour yeah. episode just yelling. <laughs> we could say something funny, but fuck off. It's not even enough to buy a pizza and, and a fucking Pepsi, so fuck you. Yeah, fucking, that's true. Fucking you made this happen. If we, had, if we were making two grand, maybe I'd maybe I talk about uh, my botched circumcision or something fun. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, that was a made-up riff. But that would have been funny. Well, as well as being a riff, it's also something that actually happened to Wolfie. But but the twist is not his penis, and he was <laughs> on the other end of the scalpel. <laughs> do they do it with a scalpel still, or do they have like a scissor? It seems weird to do it with a scalpel. It seems kind of like you have got. A, I think the rabbi normally does it with his teeth. Hey, yeah, well they do it with. The, dude, I know the I know the mints. They 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 suck it afterwards, right? That's the traditional thing. Is they do the circumcision, they do the breasts. And then they put the penis in the mouth, which is fucking weird. Yeah, well, you you fucking weird Jews, dude. It's that's like, a weird fucking thing to do. We all know that saliva's got like dog saliva as well has sort of like um, antibodies or some shit. It's, it's, it's I think you're confusing uh, dogs. What the truth of it was is dog saliva has more bacteria in it than no uh, dog saliva. They they do it to clean their cuts. Supposedly, there's I know, but if you get dog saliva on a cut that you have, like you, it'll get infected. Well, that's why I never had dogs, mate. I'm not dumb. I wouldn't have one. That's why you, you didn't have dogs. you didn't have a dog to your kid's circumcision. Dogs to me such a needy. It's worse than Tinder profile. This need for a connection. I'm like, just harden up. Just get on fucking medication. You don't have to connect with shit all the time. Just fucking realize consciousness is scary. You're all alone. You don't have to have a dumb dog hanging on you, stroking it, trying to feel like you're... you're Man, you're these right. are some fucking brave words from you, cunt. Like, considering your actual... The reality that you live and the things that you actually do, your words and your actions do well, not Well, I must align. say, like, if I'm honest, I'm scared to wake up at the moment, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared waking up. I wake up in panic. I get quivers. I'm like, it's not good. It's yeah. not good anyway. We better go, dude, before we reveal too much to fucking yeah, yeah. free... Uh, uh, co coattail riders that, that haven't paid thieves 
thieves in the night revealing your truth to these fucking scoundrels. What we should start what we should start doing is releasing uh releasing small highlights on the on the main feed and then the full episode. Well, wow, dude, it's really it's very going to be very hard to find highlights. It's getting it's getting no, worse. Is the pod is getting, getting better big. or worse? I don't know. It's hard some cuz sometimes I think it's terrible but then I listen back and I go oh a lot of this is actually quite funny. Well, you know what the thing is, I don't know if you edit it because it seems the edited version's worse than what I, I remember saying. Mm. I don't know what you Yeah, no, no. See, okay, so we're having the opposite experience where I'm listening to you and it's fucking awful to endure. But then I go back later and with sort of like, like with, with tra- any sort of tragedy, enough time and enough breathing room and you go, oh, there's actually, there is actually some, some gold to be found here. And what you think you're saying is, is prophetic and incredible. Um, and then if you actually yeah, listen to it. I had some great things though, like having prosthetic things because I had some good riffs. I had a bit like you can't punch down in comedy. I'm like, obviously people aren't aware of a thing called gravity and then did a punch down thing after my down set. And on old people, I said comedy is tragedy plus time, which is why old people are open. <laughs> after bombing with an old person bit. Comedy is tragedy by time. That's why you can fucking unleash on these old cunts. And I still am shocked that I've not won best new comer. <laughs> yeah, Oi, dude, how good's that? I'm definitely having it. Best new comer and Pornhub with the cross through and then my dick. Best new comer ejaculating 2021. <laughs> Is that good on uh, the poster? Yeah, it's really good, man. It's very, it's very good. Can you, uh, when you, when you, can you pick a fucking thing and come to um, Mate, Gold I... I'm struggling to exist. I can't oh, be moving. Oh, just fucking get on a plane, you stupid prick. It's not hard. Dude, I need a few years in the cubicle to... to no, you need to get on a plane, fucking. Do you know when you go, like, scuba diving and you come out and you get in one of those tanks to no, try and recalibrate? No, I've never been After scuba Melbourne, diving. I'm not going scuba diving. I'm busy editing podcasts and listening to your bullshit. How about you get but on a plane? This episode's too long now. I'm out. I'll speak to you later. Bye, get man. on a plane. Goodbye, Bye, you, cheers, are, mate, you, you are Bye. retarded. Fuck off. Fuck this. Oh. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding 15 overexposed bad positions, looming threat of liquidation, everybody wants to
That's okay. It's all right. Uh, hey, man, it's gonna be all right, man. Oh, boy. I just got some fucking shisha calls on the go, so I gotta go take myself a little leak oh, out in the better. end of my cock, mate. This is better. We're all good, mate. Big wee -wee, man. Oh, this is gonna be some piss, I tell you what. Coming up on the sure thing. Man, I had the um the police so came around finally. The police came around to talk to my gay neighbours last night. What do you mean? You called you you fucking you bloody dogged them out. I mate. I, Fuck you, you I fucking, would, uh, I feel bad. You fucking rat. But it's three times a fucking week. Three times a week. It's unfucking bearable. Mate, you are off brand, you dirty dog. That's not the sure thing way. You go and join them. How dare you, rat? You're snaking the grass. Mate, oh, yeah, I was doing intros then. You got to listen to them. I tried to do like the other sure thing podcast. <laughs> Try trying to talk as if I was them. See if it's any good. Hello? Josh! Fuck you, mate. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, man. Really, hey, this podcast is the fucking rock bottom. Can you hear me, you dipshit? Ah, oh, fuck off, Josh. I can hear you. He's having a shower. What are you doing? I can hear you showering. Dude, you need to get on medication, hey. You're not... You're not mentally fucking stable. I've been taking talking to the potties. They don't like you, mate. I met all the I met the fans, and they were like, "Look, once we got used to um, Josh, it's all right. You've just got to get used to it, mate. What sort of nationality are you to have sheesh? Sheesh. Where does sheesh come from? What are you fucking Arabian Nights? What's going on? <laughs> Turkish." I didn't know you had Turkish blood. Like, what What the fuck are you you're smoking the sheesh for? Oh, it's one of three. All right, I'll admit I'm now three minutes late. I apologise for that. I thought this would be on time. Okay, mate. Well, like, I really, I'm sick of this fucking pod. I can't hear you, cunts. Oh, fuck off. Mate, you're talking to yourself. No, my computer's stalling now, you ass. Your computer's stalling? I've just, I've been waiting and waiting, man. Next time, don't fucking, why do you call <laughs> me? Now everything's wrong. turning off. Waiting and waiting. It's been four minutes, cunt. Everything's turned off now, so it's a fucking disaster. So you can wait. You can wait. You're such a fucking pig, dog. The number of times that you've done this to me for fucking hours. Dude, hours. The, the, the pods oh, are, dude, I don't know what's happened to my computer, you, know. you fuckhead. I don't have time for this. I have time for your fucking bullshit. Ugh.